Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome to Academy Rewind, the fortnightly podcast where we're taking a look at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is the man of the year 2019, Palmer. How are you today? Well, I'll tell you, I'm falling in all the good times I find myself longing for change. Are you wearing a green shirt because Green Book won, or is this just... It's a happy accident. It's just a happy accident. (laughs) You're drinking a Sprite, also not for Green Book. No, no. I don't think Sprite is ever mentioned in Green Book. No. Coke is. Yes. Yes, but not a Coca-Cola product. Right. Anyway, so we're taking a break from our usual look back at the Oscars to look back at yesterday's Oscars in 20 <laughs> All the way back then. In a way, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> nothing. I had nothing for breakfast. That's why I can't remember it. So, we're here to look we're here to look back at yesterday's Oscars and to see if they got them right potentially controversial maybe not controversial no no it's definitely controversial you know next year i was thinking so next year is 2020 right the 2020 oscars no no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that joke no this is not a joke no 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 no. No, looking back (laughs) that's funny no i actually wasn't going there at all no because we will not in our lineup of shows be at the zeros yet right so when we we're, we can do the show next year, but then we can also go back by the time we get to that, <laughs> even if it's like two years later. Right? And like, so how are we feeling about this? Two years later, <laughs> we can we can actually do that. Yeah. So that that's kind of fun. Something to look forward to. So we're going to generally talk about the Oscars. Yes. Other uh, choices. We always focus on Best Picture on Academy Rewind, so right. th- that can be the bulk of our conversation, uh, if we'd like it to be. But I, I would like to talk about the other categories because... Because I, everyone's dying to know what we think about the um, documentary short subject. Yes, yeah. exactly. I think the right choice was made. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was period, end of sentence. Yeah, right? that's the yeah. one. Yeah, yep. that's the one. Yeah. It's a great It's a great title. It really is. It's, it, it wins on the title. Alone. Yeah. Also, the speech. I can't believe yeah. a movie about, <laughs> about menstruation won an Oscar. Yep. So good. It's fantastic. So let's kind of get the 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 big thing out of the way in its own way. You know, there was like, no host. There was no host this year. I really liked it. I did too, although I could have done without the still host monologue at the beginning. No, I I thought that was a nice wink and a nod. More like a hearty handshake than a wink and a nod, even to say like, "Ha, ah, we don't have a host, but if we were like the host, we'd do this." But if that, if there's, if we continue with the no host trend, right. that joke can't continue. It's a one-time joke. I think it was a good wink and a nod, but it wasn't good. I think I, I thought it was good, yeah, but see, I, I, didn't I find think, it funny. I think those are three very funny women, and so it could just be personal comedic preference right i i tend to like them but i don't know something about the award season this year like all of the scripted stuff throughout the entire award season not just the oscars felt very flat the entire year i think it feels flat all the time this is the first year that i actually laughed at a few things Mm -hmm. although but i mean i laughed at that 
I didn't really laugh at much else. I actually, I I found the speeches funnier this yep. year. There was there was a lightness to the Oscars this year, pretty much right up until the end. Um, that that you don't like, you know, a couple, you know, they became very political last year or the year before, or, you know, and the, you know, like you you heard. So I think that was two years ago, and so you heard about that a lot. And this year we we kind of skirted by the state of the world and we actually focused on films this time around you know or more generally maybe the the story of the artist who's accepting the award well that comes with not having a host because one of the things that the host is going to do in his monologue is is draw upon topics the topical humor right and like politics is always front and center nowadays and on topics. Right. So, I so yes, I agree that it it kind of eschewed politics a lot this time around. But that was down to the host not being there. It's hmm. a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Because it's not like everyone who won an award came up and was like, you know, this is my take on politics. This, you know, you cuz you still had a couple people who did that. Spike Lee did it. Sure. Um, I think if anybody can stand up and there do it, Spike Lee has earned his place. Oh, absolutely. But, but that's what I'm saying. It also comes down to what the person who wins the award wants to do with their platform. Sure. No, that's that is that's true. But sometimes it you you get it from everybody, and it was a little bit more about the like the history of the Academy mm-hmm. changing the culture of the Academy and, you know, like all these, that's what the, the focus was this year, because arguably the Academy went through a lot of changes and then almost no changes at all. By the end, we went through all this, like we're going to do things differently. And by the end, it was a very typical Academy awards in its own way. Right. And we'll get that. We'll get there when we talk about best picture. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like the hostless format. It, to me, it felt like we were moving, you know. Even though right. we went 15 minutes over, I didn't feel the lag. I mean, 15 minutes over for that show is not a lot. No, I mean, we usually go 15 minutes over with a host anyway, so what's the difference? Oh, no, no, you go a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, so I, I'm i 100% for the no host. I, I agree. Uh, you could actually, You can get that show on time if you don't... Put a commercial break after actress, actor, director. You just like the last four awards had a had like three commercial breaks. I agree. Do actress and actor commercial break. Director best picture. Boom. Now it's ad revenue for the for the network. So when they talk about shortening the show, that's not what they're talking about. Right. They're talking about adding commercials, shortening the show. Right. Right. But you know what? I'm glad that that battle was won not by the Academy because, as Gorbel de Toro said, editing and cinematography are literally the only two things that make films film. You can't edit a play as you go, and you certainly, like, can film it, but then it becomes a movie. It's – you can't, like, live – like – I think you can edit live theater. You can like the people just come off stage and be like we're we're dropping this next scene. But Go out there. But then that becomes like, <laughs> but that becomes like part of the right. production. You know what I mean? Like editing and cinematography are the things that are unique to movies. You can and visual have, effects. 
No, you can have visual effects on a stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I give you Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I give you King Kong. I don't know. I haven't seen it I, yet. I give you 76 trombones in The Music Man. There are never 76. It's all illusion. Aw, I haven't seen that one yet either. Have you ever seen The Music Man? No. Oh. Not my, it's not pretty, my cup of tea. It's pretty good, actually. Um, animation. You can't have animation. Yeah, you can. How do you have animation on I stage? I present to you spam a lot. Animation on stage. You bring down the screen and it plays in the background. You can have all of those things. You, you know, obviously have music, musicals, even live, even straight plays have music in them sometimes, background mm-hmm. music. You know, you, but you can't. But the camera and the editing is unique to filmmaking. So you you just can't cut those things out. But they didn't. So we're like harping a thing that like didn't even happen. Yeah, but so, that's that's kind of a shtick. Yes. Yeah. Going backwards, <laughs> harping a thing that didn't happen. All right. So I, I want to move through the I want to move through the um, awards awards very quickly. Yes. And just kind of say like, did you agree with this choice? Okay. Yes or no? Okay. Easy. Go. Okay. S- starting with the thing we were just talking about: best film editing, Bohemian Rhapsody. No. Next. Okay. I don't know. I forget who was actually. Uh, well, who Bohemian Rhapsody won Black Klansman, Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Those were the editing choices. Uh, I am fine with Bohemian Rhapsody getting it just on the Live Aid portion. Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody is just the Live Aid portion. Based, it's based on that because I was feeling it. I thought Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a it's a great movie. It's real fun. And whatever else, but it's also a movie. It's a really, really okay movie. Yeah, I, I liked it more than you did. But you even, liked it more than a lot of people did. That's not true, based on some of these awards. But that also doesn't mean anything. So, <laughs> so uh, my pick would have been for Vice because Vice is told is a parody, but it's also serious. And I think it's it's to cut between like them at the restaurant choosing like waterboarding and they go ha, ha 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 and then to go back and then to like the pace is very interesting and the editing has almost everything to do with that however bohemian rhapsody has almost like a relentless like queen like pace to it if that makes sense okay. like it feels like one of their songs if you really sit and watch the film and so i kind of get why it won but it's so, not my choice so i would i would argue that on vice yeah you, you like what you said is true but it's the same shtick that he did with um the big short sure where he cut away to to margot robbie in a Bathtub. In a bathtub, explaining yes stuff. and no, except that like you were, he was cutting two celebrities to explain a thing, whereas this was cutting to a scene still involving the characters, but acting, but acting in a uh, postmodern or a metafiction type way. Like, and so it's a it's a slightly different shtick, though I understand the yeah. the, the like the yeah. cutting of it, but. Anyway, I'm not getting hung up just on editing, so here we go. Uh, best visual effects, First Man 1 was up against Christopher Robin, Infinity War, Ready Player 1, and Solo. I probably would have given it to Ready Player 1. Ugh, that's the one I wouldn't have given it to. 
You said you hadn't seen it. And the commercials of the CG were enough to keep me away. Oh, that's not that's not nice. Yeah, it just. It, I mean, I hated the movie. And... I know it just, it, but really, it was enough to keep me away. Even the clips that they showed on the show, I was like, "That's fine. It's not great. It's no, fine. but um, the the entire VR world is also tied into it. Like, it's not just what you see on the screen. It's most of the world, most of the movie taking place inside this VR world. Yeah, I it's, get it. It's immersive and blah, blah. It just, even the stuff that you see, like, I mean, I I haven't seen the film. You're right. So you can only judge so far by not seeing the yeah. film. But based, even just based on what I've seen, like the stuff that, you know, because trailers are supposed to wow you, right? Here's some of our best stuff. It's was fine. was fine. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like at this point, we've done like a billion and four Star Wars movies. You're not doing anything new with Star Wars I movies. Agree. Let's and, please I, and stop I nominating. Just watched it. Solo a couple of days ago. Yeah, and it's it's good. Like I enjoyed it. It's fun, but it's not anything that I haven't seen in a Star Wars movie before. Right. You know, with models or the computer for that right. matter. Exactly. And then Marvel. Uh, you know, the fact that Marvel can. The fact that somebody can sit there with a straight face and tell me that a Marvel movie should have been nominated for best special effects. I I think it depends on the film. If I was to like say like best special effects for any of them, I would probably say Infinity War because Thanos, more than anything else, is like is very well done. But mm-hmm. it's but First Man, I think, deserved its award. Although out of I, the ones nominated Okay. Out of the ones nominated, right. We only work within the right. nominations themselves. But you never the go people, outside of that. I know that, but I'm just saying the people who did the nominations probably should have seen more than just these four movies. I mean, I'm sure they did. I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, even like I was almost inclined to give it, even though I found Christopher Robin dreadfully boring. I I liked the the, the the characters looked great. Yeah, they looked yeah. so. good. They looked like actual teddy bears. I exactly, and they look used and worn in the right way. And it hit, the lighting worked, and they had yeah. weight and and all that stuff. But First Man was an immersive experience, and I think it got robbed of a few awards. Not Best Picture, but some of the things that it was nominated for probably. Should have got sound. There. I think it probably should have won. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And well, I guess we could do sound now. But now I'm out of order on my list. Good job. So sound mixing and editing for people who forget. Editing is creating the sounds, and mixing is mixing is putting them together in the movie with the right balance. You know, what do you hear at what time and why, and what does that? Why wouldn't you just call sound editing foley? Because editing, because sometimes you have to edit the the sounds together to create a particular sound. Like okay. the sound of the T Rex is a baby elephant plus a lion plus a this, and it that's who you edit those sounds it, together. It's not the actual sound of a T Rex. It's not. You are really bumming me out. Today. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Bohemian Rhapsody won for both, and again because of the Live Aid portion. Agreed. It's because of that. It's because of the Live Aid portion. And, I, I mean, mixing a musical and making it work and making us believe they're really singing when they're lip syncing and all that stuff, that's very hard. I will, if it's done well, which Bohemian Rhapsody was, yeah. it's great. But First Man, like, you're, you're in the rocket. 
You're just in yeah. it. And the, the, if you're talking, like, why it should win based on one sequence, if you're looking at the Live 8 thing, being in the ship, being in Apollo 11, yeah. and then the camera goes down and out into the moon, and it just drops. The way that the sound drops is like you walking out onto the moon for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's genius, and it, it was not recognized by any stretch. So I was a little more upset it didn't win the mixing over the editing part, but, you know, it's fine. It's yeah. It. yeah. All right. So um, I think sound is one of those things people go, oh, sound, I don't care. I'll go to the bathroom. It, it's an underappreciated it's an underappreciated art. Yeah. Like, it ugh, it so is. Makeup and hairstyling went to Vice. Um, which, yeah. Over Border and Mary Queen of Scots, which, he, it's so good. Not even just Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. The rest of them are really good. He, it basically won for him, though. Right, that's, that's exactly why I won. Because it won for the quickly, makeup of you, makeup you just, and hairstyling. Right, you just, oh, it's so good. It was so good. So, Although I did really like all of the hair in Mary Queen of Scots. Sure, you know what, but like, I've seen it in Elizabeth. I've seen it in Elizabeth the First. You know, like it eh. didn't really show me anything I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. and so I'll give it Vice. You you made me forget I was watching the actor, yeah. and that's a huge thing. Costume design went to Black Panther over Ballad of Buster Scruggs, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. So. I yeah, I I would have gone with uh, Mary Queen of Scots. I thought the outfits on that was so good. You know, and I, you know, because you know the Oscar the the way that they vote, it's like your top picks versus you know your you know, no, no no that's only best that's picture. Best picture. This one is like I want this one to win. Right. This is my award. I for the I saw a tweet. It was like ah Black Panther winner of best costume design, and it was just a picture of um, uh, what's his name, the bad guy there in the film wearing a denim like his denim jacket in the museum yeah like ah winner of best best costumes that's essentially what it was no i mean no it won for the wakandan outfits you know as a comic fan i very much disliked the look of black panther in that movie his like scuba suit black panther look it's he looks way better in civil war it's a much better costume um but i agree with the integration of like the, the different cultures and how and how those were how those were brought in with you know inspiration and this and some of those things some of the like even the headgear alone was just super cool super cool it's it won three awards i'm good for two of them and that's one of them mm-hmm. costumes is one of them especially just personally just based off of the list the favorite also had beautiful costumes beautiful beautiful costumes they were okay but i will give it to me I'll give you I'll give you Black Panther. Best cinematography, Alfonso Cuarón won for Roma. Yes. Over Cold War favorite Never Look Away in A Star is Born. Yep, it's the right one. I would think it's Hands the, down. I would also think it's I would also think it's the right one. Though the favorite did some very very interesting things with fisheye lenses to kind of make you feel like you're in the palace in the scope of the room cuz sometimes like large rooms get lost when you're on camera. So it went for a fisheye, which is, in like, that's not how we see the world. So it's it's an odd experience at first, but I, I kind of liked it. Cause it it's because you like British a, stuff. It gave I, a disjointed, it gave a disjointed feeling. I saw the same thing, and I was like, 
why the heck is this here? Like, did, did, did the director miss a day? Did he miss a day? But but see, like, the director, Yorgos uh, Lathamos, is Greek. He's not British. No, like, but the movie's British. Yeah, so doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, like, I... I that has we, nothing to do with the cinematography. I think I think it's coloring your opinion. I don't think so. I think so. Unpopular opinion, the cinematography in A Star is Born is real good. Unpopular opinion. It is real good. It's... It's nominated for a reason here. I thought it when I saw the film. It's very good. I don't think it's the best, but it's very good. Ballad of Buster Scruggs maybe should have been nominated and wasn't, but it's very pretty. I wouldn't call it. It was nominated. Vintage. You said it was. Mm-mm. Not for um, best cinematography, best costumes. Oh. It was nominated. Anyway, production design Black Panther won. Over the favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Roma should have won. Roma built a city on rock and roll. The whole no, it built the whole city. Right. It's like stupid that that didn't right. win. Stupid it didn't win. And I, First Man, the re, like the down to like the pencil recreation of NASA, something we've kind of seen before. So I'll give it the pass on that one. But still great. Um, but the favorite was. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Like, stupidly good. It was the one that I was like, I wanted it to win, and it didn't. Right, because it should have. It should have been Roma. But I'll give Roma because it built a city, and it is almost a crime that it, it didn't win. Right. Yeah, and I like Black Panther. I think it's an interesting, like, it, like some of the like some of the sets are very cool, but they feel like sets. This is the throne room set. This is the science room set. This is the the casino the set. The set set. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't – it feels like a big set pieces, like on a soundstage, as opposed to feeling – Because they are. Right, but but not – but technically so is Roma. You know, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, but Roma, you're in a city. Yeah. Black Panther, I'm on a soundstage. And so that was the part that I – some of it's very cool looking. Don't get me wrong. It just doesn't. It just doesn't feel like a, a lived-in world the mm-hmm. same way. That was my. That was my mich on Black Panther. Sound editing and mixing. We already did. We're going through this so much. Best original song. Shallow one over all the stars. And of Black Panther. I'll fight for R- from RBG. The place where lost things go. Mary Poppins and when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings from Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I agree. It should have been shallow. It was shallow. Everybody was happy except for the people who lost. Obviously. But I think the performance of Shallow the, was good. But I love Bette Midler. You know, we talked about this. We talked right, about this right. Last I, night. I do like Bette Midler's. Uh, for some reason, singing the place where all the lost things go. And could they not get anybody to do the the song from Black Panther? Because it wasn't. It, it wasn't performed. It wasn't. I, I no. Are you sure? I'm positive. I only missed one thing in the entire show, and that was best animated feature. Oh, would you go up and go to the bathroom? Because you knew Spider-Man I was going to win, and you hate Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, sure. I was like, I don't have to be here so for this. So best animated feature, we'll get there, because it's just, I'm not, I don't want to go out of order again, and I'm looking at a list here. It should have been shallow. They gave a very emotional performance. She gave a really good performance, and sure, sure. he she's gave she's... a very next time. Let's let's 
record that ahead Let's of time. Do it. Yeah. No, he had a hard time at the finding it at the beginning. But I said this to you last night. As a musician, I have complete sympathy. It's if you don't do it, you will not get it. You just won't. It's that's that's very elitist of you. It, it's just what it is. You know, sometimes you need to be able to do it to understand the position that they're in in the first place. And there is no judgment for not being able to find the note right away in a space like that. Like, in remotely, there's no time to warm up because you're in a show the whole time. So you're basically going up and singing from the audience but with, they, without But they've up. done rehearsals. It, it makes no difference. It's not the rehearsal. It's literally the space and the way the sound works in the space. It's it is its own cruel monster. Right, but what I'm saying is they do rehearsals in the space. It doesn't matter. It's still on the day with the space. It you can rehearse all you want. It doesn't matter. You never know what's going to happen at that time. Discounting nerves and not being able to warm up and all these different things. And he found it really fast. Bradley, see, I don't think he ever did. I don't think he sounds like he does in the movie because auto tuning is a thing that we all live with. Forever. It's been a thing for a long time. Some of your favorite mu- movie musicals, they're all auto-tuned. Liar. They're all auto-tuned. Liar. You can look it up. It's not a mystery. Uh, That's what's you're what lying. they do. Okay. We better not have the same discussion next year when we're talking about Cats being, a, being nominated for every award imaginable. We'll see what happens there, won't we? <laughs> if that... If that if, I'm done with Academy Rewind if, if Cats wins. I'm done. Even if I love it, I'm done. <laughs> Best original score, Black Panther won, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. I've been pretty vocal with you about this. Based within these other films, yeah. Black Panther is the superior score. It is... I wouldn't call it the greatest score ever by any stretch. There are some... Really, really great pieces of music, and there are some very like. Well, it's there. That's a that's a thing that was happening to get from point A to point B. Not every piece works, but you could say the same thing about every single other one of these categories. And they were all doing something that we've seen done before in other films. And yeah, no, that just as a musician, just hear me out. Ludwig Göransson within a superhero genre now in the general state of music, which is really like there's music in the background so the audience doesn't get bored. We're moving from here to here to here to here because of temps, tracks, and what studios are looking for. He made bold decisions. He mixed he mixed or- orchestral music with some with some quartet pieces, with synth and hip-hop, and it was all over the place, but it was also seamless all at the same time. It was really well done he made a soundtrack that was entirely forgettable that i don't remember a single note of so give me give me the melody to the main theme of black klansman la 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 no no it probably is no it's no i'm t- telling you go go watch it what about if beale street could talk or la Isle la of, la or Isle i haven't dogs. seen beale street if beale street could talk i, 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 I refuse to see isle of dogs you hate wes anderson right because right. you hate good things no so, oh right so but, but my point mary is, poppins was was the better choice it was the only thing mary poppins did 
well. Yeah, see, and I didn't even I haven't seen it, but but I listened to the soundtrack so like a few times so so I could be like informed mm-hmm. at least. It's fine. It's nothing. It's not bad. It's just it's fine. It's good. It's it is what it's supposed to be. It's still more memorable than any of the other ones. I completely disagree. Black Panther. It, within these categories, don't forget. Always I know, and I'm not talking about any other movie or any other category. I'm talking about this category. Mary Poppins' original score should have won. <laughs> okay, sure. Original score. Like Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, original score. The Sherman Brothers. No, a Mary Poppins Returns, oh, original okay. score. Mary Poppins, <laughs> no. Nope. Black Panther is the winner. I assume you didn't see the live action shorts or the best animated shorts. No. no. And neither did you, you fraud. I know. Most, I see them almost, actually, I see them every year. This is the, like, I just, well, to be fair, normally I go with the same person, not mm-hmm. you. I, we Like, it's the thing that we do, and he was in Ecuador, so it was hard Don't to blame him. together. I mean, he texted me last night. He's like, I feel like... We didn't see them this year, and I don't know what to do with myself because he had just gotten back the day before. So it is what it is. I didn't see them. I did see Bao, B-A, the, the, the one that... The Everybody S-A-N-S. saw that. It played in front of a movie. Incredibles 2? Yeah, maybe. I think it was Incredibles 2. It, I didn't love it. It, it was, was okay. It was fine. Anyway. It was very emotionally manipulating, which is kind of Pixar's... Um, uh, modus operandi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, best documentary short subject we already talked about period of innocent didn't see it but it wins on the title Cut. alone yep. it's fantastic um, best documentary did you watch any of them nope no going kind of off of this there was a lot of people talking about how the Mr. Rogers documentary should have won mostly because it's the only documentary they saw all year I've only heard two people say that I've heard a few you're people one say of them and I, but I didn't say that but you I, did no, no I, I was I was physically in a conversation when you said that. That it shouldn't even be nominated is what I said. No, you said it should have been nominated. Nope. Mm, nope. Pretty sure. The yep. other person we were with said that. No. Jen said that. Well, Jen also said that, no. but you agreed with her. No, I think it's a very good movie. It's a very good documentary about a subject that we all love and cherish, but it's not, but it's not an inventive or daring documentary. It's just a documentary right the subject but that's the why we're saying subject it matter, mr for... rogers if that movie if if the documentary was about somebody else that you didn't care about then it this wouldn't even be a conversation we were having well then it probably also isn't a documentary that gets made no but you, you know what i mean like if it's a documentary on i don't know the guy who invented fertilizer like Ah, JP fertilizer. Yeah, chemical grade fertilizer. You know, like, but it's the same, you know, setup of like style. It it doesn't do anything new or inventive or crazy or it's just a it's just a documentary. It's Mister Rogers that makes it great, and so but that's not what makes a best picture. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yourself, whatever. I didn't see it. It's because you you didn't see it. No, really. You did. Nope. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know why I'm having this conversation with you. I don't know either. Best foreign language film was given to Roma. Right. Do you feel like they did that to shut people up? Or did it, did it actually deserve best picture? Or are we fine with it? I mean, I didn't, I didn't see any of the other ones in this category. I wanted to see 
Cold War. Yeah, me too. Because I got nominated a few times. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I liked Roma, so I'm fine with it getting getting best foreign film. I'm glad it won something. Uh, I was kind of surprised when they nominated both in this category and Best Picture. Well, it's like um, um, Life is Beautiful. Bad comparison, but it was nominated in its own way. But it was nominated for Best Foreign Film and Best Picture. Pretty sure. I thought he was nominated for Best Actor. There was another one recently that did this where it was nominated for Best Foreign Film and Best Picture and it won Best Foreign Film. Pan's Labyrinth wasn't nominated, right? No, I don't think so. That's a travesty. Great film. Best animated feature, you hated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because you hate great things. Because I hate stuff that is done badly. You hate good things. As as people who, people who listen to this podcast are well aware, that it's not a mystery. Oh, yeah, I did uh, win both foreign languages. So, so based on... Oh, I was right? I mean, there's a first time for everything. Hey, hey, um, Based off of also Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, which you didn't see, uh, Mirai and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mirai should have won. Did you see it? Yes. No, you're it was a liar. great. No, you had a second hesitation. No. You're a liar. No, nope, you're a I liar. Did. The only one great. you saw is Spider-Man, I think. No, I saw Incredibles 2, and I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah. I That movie is so bad and forgettable. Ralph Breaks the Internet? It was so boring. Yeah, but so was it Incredibles 2. It doesn't even... I liked Incredibles 2 more than the first one. Slightly unpopular opinion. I find It's just the same thing as the first one. I No, it's not. It really is. It's the same exact movie with the roles switched. Yeah, but I find her more interesting than Mr. Incredible. Well, that's besides the point. I find Elastigirl more... I, I, she's, a, she's a more interesting character to me, so maybe that's why I like the second one more. I but mean, anyway, it's possible. Spider-Man is an incredibly smart film. I don't care if you liked it or didn't like it. Nobody's disagreeing here. I'm pretty sure the people who lost agree that Spider-Man should have won. No. They definitely don't. I think they do. Best original screenplay given to Green Book over the favorite First Reformed, Roma, and Vice. Um, First Reformed, Vice, Roma, and what was the other one? I don't know which one he says, so I'll just say him again. Green Book won over the favorite, First Reformed, Roma, and Vice. Those are your, those are your choices. I actually saw everything in this category. Oh, you saw First Reformed? I did. How was it? It was okay. Okay, great. Um, I don't... When I honest... says things are just okay, that's where, we, that's where we're equal. When like That's, that's where we're the same, did you, almost. Did you watch First Reformed? No. no. I, he, no. Here's the thing is... It's good. Um, Ethan Hawke is good in it. The movie takes sort of strange twists and turns that I just wasn't on board with. Sure. Okay. So I don't understand why it's as as beloved in the Twittersphere Film Critics Society uh, because I saw a lot of people... Like upset that it wasn't nominated for virtually anything. It did get a few awards at the Spirit Awards, I believe. Um, but I think my biggest problem with the movie would have been the story, so I'm know. fine with it not winning. Pulse Raider likes his twists and turns, though. Last Temptation of Christ, Taxi Driver. You know, those are twist and turny kind of films. Yeah. So they get, 
and well-loved twist and turny films. Well, maybe not Last Temptation of Christ, but but certainly Taxi Driver. So I don't know. Though I like Last Temptation of Christ. It's real weird, and I, I dig <laughs> it. When Jesus is just there, and he's like holding up an axe, and he's like, I believe in this. And you're like, oh, Jesus. I mean, what are you, what are you doing over there? Do you remember that part of the film at all? I, I haven't seen the entire movie. Oh, it's so But weird. I remember yeah, that yeah. from uh, Evening with Kevin Smith. Yeah, it's that's... That's the part. It's a literal part of the movie. My favorite part is the end, though, because Jesus is like saved from the cross by God, where he's like, hey, it's a spoiler. Um, he's like, where he's like, God's like, hey, you're my son, but you're not the Messiah. So I'm going to save you from this cross. And then Jesus goes on to marry Mary Magdalene and live his life. Mary, he, Mary Magdalene. Mary, Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Yeah. Her middle name is Mary. M-A-R-R-Y. Wed. He weds her. Ah. Yeah, that helps. Um, Yes, that that does help. Yeah, sorry. Not a double speaker. Sorry. Mary, 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 Magdalene, Magdalene. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And and Jesus comes across St. Paul preaching about the resurrected Christ. And Jesus pulls him aside. He's like, that's me. Like, you're lying to people. Like, and Paul is like, but it doesn't matter if that's you or not. Because it's the resurrected Christ that matters to people. I don't care if you're real or not real. I'm giving people hope and faith and love and all these things. And that's what matters. Whether you actually, whether you're the son of God or not, or the Messiah, doesn't matter. He's like, I'm glad I met you. But it all turns out that's the last temptation of Christ. The whole movie is about him getting tempted by the devil multiple times before he accepts his fate on the cross. And so, like, him getting taken down from the cross and not being the Messiah and all that is the devil's last temptation while he's on the cross. So then it flashes back to him on the crucif- on the um, the crucifix, and he's like, oh, it is done. And that's the end of the film. You do realize we have to watch this movie, right? Yeah, I can't wait. It's great. Have you? I can't believe you've never seen it. It's Willem Dafoe as right. Jesus. I've, I've tried watching it. I think I've made it through... Half of the 14-hour runtime. You haven't watched it with me geeking out <laughs> while the movie's on, so you're missing an experience. I bet every, I wa- I, everybody on this podcast is like, I'm going to watch this movie. No, gotta, no one's saying that no, right now. No one. No, there's like one person <laughs> right. who's like not angry that Jesus is just holding an axe being like, I believe in this now. <laughs> I believe in murder by axing. Anyway, best original screenplay, Green Book. I'm going to say this once. because my Will you? Just once. Despite its, what I believe to be many iffy things inside the script. Like, a white man teaching a black man how to be black. It's kind of weird. Gonna, like, that's that's a thing that happens in Green Book. Teaches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Moving aside from that, just structurally speaking, from beginning to end, it's a very tight, well-written thing in a like in a cyclical story like just even small things like even small things like like dr shirley when we first meet him so like we meet tony at the beginning he's passively racist right you know he like takes the cups for out of the sink that the guys in his kitchen worked mm-hmm. on and he puts them in the trash passively racist we meet him dr shirley and he like like pushes down his racism and his i guess or whatever to like work for this man in their first meeting in dr shirley's carnegie apartment they are separated by levels dr shirley is on a stage in 
literally a throne mm-hmm. talking to Tony Lip in a chair, right? That's their first interaction together. And then they are always separated in the car by the front and the back. And then when he's performing, he's on the stage, still on the stage. Tony's outside in the, like, playing, you know, playing craps or whatever. They're always, always separated. When they finally come together in a moment where they're forced to be together, not separated by a table or a car or a bench or a stage, anything, they're in a jail cell together, right? They are literally locked in together, forced to confront themselves in their own way, right? As they've solely been doing this whole time. And then by the end of the film, we're not in, we're not, spoiler for, for Green Book, we're not in, um, we're not in Dr. Shirley's apartment anymore. We're in Tony's apartment where they embrace as brothers in arms, as friends. They are on equal footing to celebrate in a family holiday together, right? And so you start with them separated by levels and thrones and and literal distance to the moment where they are together on equal footing the ground. And this film slowly builds to that place as the film is really about Dr. Shirley saving Tony, in my opinion. Not everybody's. But that's that was my read on the film. It's not about Tony saving Dr. Shirley. It's the other way around. It's a, You could argue it's a bit of both. Some of it's done very cringeworthy, and some of it's real nice. But at the end, that's, structurally speaking, as a script, that's why it wins. Like, because it's, it's just very tightly plotted, put together very well where some of the other ones the favorite which i enjoyed but um some of it doesn't exactly some of the script doesn't exactly work first of all i didn't see roma is so personal i think that it's sometimes um unobtainable for Mm -hmm. some uh and then vice which i loved but is a little muddled in the middle so i i hate to completely destroy your dissertation of the Green Book screenplay. Sure. But they're together on equal footing with no distance separating them like 20 minutes before that jail scene. You're talking about when? When they're at a party and the guy is introducing them. Sure, but you have to think, but it's not just about like them standing in frame together because they've been in frame together before that, that's not no. The... But you're saying like every time they're in frame together, something separating them, or oh, there's levels. I'll, no, these two yeah. are on the same level, I'll, like yeah, shoulder sh- to shoulder. Sure, I'll, I'll rephrase because they're like sometimes they're in like, you know, they're walking out of the hotel together in the same frame on the same level together, but but they're not, um, but there's still a power shift in dynamic, whether it's in the dialogue. Or it's in there, or it's in even just their height difference, or whatever. They're never exactly, they're never exactly together, ever. And that's whether it's being, whether you're seeing it or they're saying it. And I think that's where the script part comes in, because it's not, because if 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 we're talking about just what they look like on screen, that's not the script. That's the cinematography. You know that those are, but it it all works together. So that's my structural analysis of Green Book. I have more things to say about Green Book, but I'm going to wait till we get yeah. the best picture. So let's continue. Okay. 
best adapted screenplay, Black Klansman won. Ballad lost to Buster Scruggs. Can you ever forgive me? Beale, if Beagle Street could talk, and The Star Is Born. Yeah, I'm good with Black Klansman. It was really good. It, it was, was great. It was written. Real, it was written very well. Written real, real well. The scene particularly that they showed for Adam Driver, I think, for his nomination, not for the, um, not for the. Um, um, Right. writing but when he talks about not growing up Jewish at all and here he is denying it and he's starting to question himself for denying it in the first place like some of the writing is like real funny and real on point and some of it just hits you right in the gut and it's but not in a maybe like an overt hit in the gut more like I tapped you around the side before mm. I ran away and my invisibility cloak kind of hit you in the gut you know, yeah. something like that yeah good for him though good for Good for Spike Lee. Yeah, I was really happy that Spike Lee finally won. Finally. Finally. Best Supporting Actress, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. I'm fine because I just love Regina King. And I yeah. don't know if it's just like... Nope, she should have absolutely won. And I was like, yeah, give yeah. it to her. She's the best. She really is. Yeah. Amy Adams was good in Vice. She wasn't my, she wasn't my favorite. And same for Emma Stone and Rachel Vice and the favorite. They were... They were good. They're always good. I yeah. but they weren't winning Oscar good this time around. I'd I'd be more inclined to give it to Rachel Vice. Emma Stone is never winning Oscar good. Tell that the Oscars last year. I did. Trust <laughs> too, me, I did. Too late. And then um Marina D. Tavera for Rome uh for Roma I think was really good, but I I sometimes these awards go to people beyond their film. She, so right? she was the sister, right? Or the... Sophia. And I honestly, she was the sister. I don't remember. I haven't seen Roma in a little bit, right? So because they were both nominated, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, yeah the the lead actress would have been the 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 actress who gets uh, pregnant in the movie. I mean, the sister doesn't have. I I believe it's her sister. Yeah, that's Yalitza. You're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She doesn't have a lot to do in the movie. Hmm. Like the the stuff that she's in there for, she's good, but she I don't think she ever really drives anything. Mm-hmm. So while I'm like I'm I'm good with her being um, I'm good with her being nominated because what she had to do, she did well. Mm-hmm. What I will give her though is she feels like an authentic person. Yes. In that, and like I, I cannot say that about Emma Stone or Rachel Weisz in their films, or even Amy Adams in its or own in way. Real life. It feels like acting, whereas uh, Marina like feels like a per- she's a person. She is, yeah. And I think a lot of people in Roma are like that. They just yeah. feel like they're they're people, mm-hmm. and it's that's not easy. No, by any stretch. But I, yeah, I was really happy with Regina King. Okay, so best supporting actor. Uh, Marley Shala Ali won for Green Book. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver lost to Adam Driver. Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, Sars Born, Richard E. Grant, can you forgive me? And Sam Rockwell and Vice. Yeah, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali is just all day, he's, every day. I tweeted out he could win all the awards forever, all the time, and I'll be happy yeah. because he's good in friggin' everything. Yeah, and he's not just good; he's great in everything. Yeah. I, I honestly did not understand why Sam Elliott was nominated for A Star Is Born. Because he's Sam Elliott. I guess. you. If he's in a movie, you got to nominate him. Otherwise, he'll beat you. <laughs> Maybe that's it. His mustache comes flying yeah. at you. Yep. Um, 
Same even with Adam Driver, who I like a lot. No, He's Adam Driver should good. just never be nominated. I didn't feel his performance in Black Klansman was spectacular. No. He was good. He was overshadowed by pretty much everybody else. I kind of disagree, though I think that what's-his-name as David Duke was, like, it was just <laughs> great. Yeah. What's it? Toker like, Grace. Yeah. yeah, like, why wasn't... Like, if you're going to nominate somebody... Why, uh, maybe it's because of the character, but why don't you, like, that should have been nominated. Yeah, I don't think it was because of the character, but maybe he just felt a little bit too much like you're watching Topher Grace be David Duke, as opposed to... See, I, like, I... I don't feel I that know way, it's Topher Grace, but, but if you didn't, like, if I didn't know it was Topher Grace going in, I would sit there and be going, like, who is this guy? Yeah, and I I could say the same thing about Sam Rockwell and Vice, who's very good, but I don't think it's his best performance. No, he I think last year was better. He just reminded me of his character in, um, that- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, um, the president there, yeah. the actually the other president, yeah. president of the galaxy, kinda. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. Hey, how you doing there? Yeah, good to yeah. see you. Yeah, a little bit. Um. It's just, this is, I didn't see Can You Ever Forgive Me, but Richard Nobody. E. Grant needs to be a household name. He is just... Because he's British? No, he's just so good. And he just, it's like a, he's like a late bloomer, like, bloomer character actor, you know what I mean? Like, he was, he was, took a long time for him to show up and things, and but he's just so good. Name another movie. Uh, he was in um, Logan. He was in a series of unfortunate events for a few episodes. What else? Yeah. You, 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 see, you, are, you weren't expecting me to do that. that no, I, I was I waiting you. for you to actually name something that I'd remember him from. Well, you hate good things. So what else can I, what can I help you with? You hate love. It's fine. I don't hate love. We all accept each other's flaws, in a matter even though of I don't months, have any. I don't hate love. Um, you've seen The Little Vampire. He was in that. No, I haven't. That's uh, the Jonathan Lipnicki one, right? He was in Corpse Bride, or he was a voice in Corpse Bride. <laughs> That's not helping. Um, trying to think of looking at things you would have seen. Did you see The Iron Lady? Nope. Did you see About Time? I did. I don't remember it. Um, do you remember the play? Wait, he is, he the, is he the, he the, the director the, or a writer? No, he's the lawyer. Um, who no, I meant the writer line. of those movies. No. That's, um, oh my God, no. No, I love doing this. Richard Curtis. Okay, you're thinking of. At least it was Richard. Oh, you saw Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Yeah, yeah. Who was he in Nutcracker? Snow Realm King Shiver. If that helps. No, not not even a little. Okay, well, it's too bad. You're missing out. Richard E. Grant is great. Okay, I'll believe you. Okay, great. That's never happened before. I mean, I'm not really believing you. All right. It's like when you brush shoulders with somebody at the grocery store. You're not really sorry. Right. Because nothing really bad happened. You just accidentally grazed shoulders. Right. Right. You're just trying to throw them off the the trail that you just pickpocketed them. Right. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. You've got to pick a bucket or two, (laughs) boys. Best actress, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Nope. Give her all the awards. She was so good. She probably had one of the most entertaining speeches of the night, but no. She did. She's like, oh, wrap it up. (laughs) Was great. Yeah. Um, no, why don't you like? Why not? Did you see the favorite? I did. It was. It was. It was decent. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's good. That's progress. But it was still too dry. But what did that have to do with her performance? I just like, meant the entire movie was dry. Oh no, she was. So, so who would you have given it to? Somebody else. Name. Um, 
Alita. Uh, oh wait, this is Best Actress. Yeah. Oh, Lady Gaga. Really? Yep. As much as I hate that movie, there are two things I like about it: The Shallow and Lady Gaga. Yeah. See, she's good in it, but when it comes to her, like emotional, like raw time towards the end of the film, didn't believe it. Not for an instant. It's because you hate good things. No, you hate good things. No. Yeah, you honestly, you honestly, I'm pretty sure you hate good things. Nope. Yep. Lady Gaga, maybe Glenn Close, although I haven't seen. Palmer, what was your second? What was your what What was your second favorite movie of last year? Uh, I'd have to look it up. That would be Midnight Sun. I remember. Uh, I don't think Midnight Sun was number two. Ah, uh, well, it's not helping. I mean, Midnight Sun was like three or four. No, it does not. Um, so who else was help. who else was nominated? Yalitza uh, Apricio for Roma, Glenn Close she for was The really Wife, good. Lady Gaga for Stars Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me. Uh, nobody saw Can You Ever Forgive no, Me. No, I don't think anybody did. It didn't, it didn't come around. out around it here. Didn't it didn't come out around here. Not right. even close. And I remember seeing a not trailer even for after it. The we, went to the, we went to the movies, and there was a trailer for it, as there always is a trailer, and they never played the movie. Right. My second film of last year was Life Itself. Ugh, that's not helping you. It's not. No. No. It, Wait, watch is that, it. Is that the girl in the bubble? No. No, the girl in the house Again, bubble. that's everything, everything, and that was like 14 years ago it by this point. 14 years ago. She hasn't no. even been alive That was the one with uh, Inigo Montoya. Did, Mandy Patinkin. Did I and Oscar, and Oscar Isaac. Oh, right. What'd yeah. you call it? The Peruvian, like, what did you call it? I didn't call it that. You called it something. I would never use the word Peruvian. For somebody from Peru? I don't know who's from Peru. Oscar Isaac is from Peru. No, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure he's from Peru. I don't know. Yeah. Almost positive. Okay. I'll look it up later. Best Supporting Actor. We did that. Did we? Green Book. Best Actor. Oh, there you go. Uh, Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, he uh, um, won over Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for Cyrus Bourne, Willem Dafoe for Eternity's Gate, and Viggo Morrison for Green Book. It was Christian Bale's award. Christian Bale's award. It's. I think it's the only award that like actually made me angry. Yeah, like, it didn't make me angry. But here is the thing: they had to give it to Rami Malek. Explain, because he had a shit time making that movie. Uh, no, I mean, I don't. He did. I don't really. Sure. That aside. That that politi- should not film politics aside. Tell me why. Because the only way you can justify nominating that movie for any of the awards that it gets nominated for is based solely on his performance. On Christian Bale's performance. We're talking about Rami Malek. Oh, I was confused. Okay, (laughs) yeah. So the only reason, you're saying the only reason Bohemian Rhapsody wins anything is because of Rami. Yeah. I don't... But I don't believe you, that you can't seriously nominate that for best picture. No, without I, Rami Malek's performance. No, I th- I agree with that. But I think like his performance doesn't matter that it wins sound mixing. If that makes sense, like, kind it doesn't. Of. It doesn't because they blended I kind of, Freddie Mercury. But he voice is the only Rami's, thing. So some of it is you know in, in all right. So I I think it's a very solid okay movie. Like it is the like it is if you look up C minus in the dictionary. That's not very solid. That's close to failing. 
because you're going for your grad degree, you did fail at a C minus. We're talking about normal school. Okay. C minus is average. Uh, I'm sorry, C plus. C plus C is what I meant. Is, C is C C plus is average. Say C is average. Once you get to the minuses, you're starting to tip towards down. Right. The, the... But I would say C plus because there's no like F plus or F minus. There's just F. Who's the teacher here? Who I am. literally does this? You're every a math day? teacher. Yes. I'm not a math teacher. I am an English teacher. Otherwise, why would I have a dissertation? About why is there no E? By the way, why do you go from D to F? Failing. F for failing. Mm-hmm. Fine. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> My God, you were talking about Robbie's performance. By the way, C plus is actually smack dab in the middle. A I just plus. counted it. Okay, great. So yeah. on a but on a regular. So scale, this movie is a, a solid C plus. A C plus is okay. Fine uh, for you. It's a solid C plus. Right. No, it's a fine. solid C plus. If anyone is going to make me believe their argument that this is a B minus to a B, it's solely because of his performance. Okay. Sure. And you have to at least be a B to get even considered for Best Picture. Mm, I do not think that's true. No, you should. You should, but I think after years of doing this show, right. you should learn that's not a thing. I know, because there were some there were some movies this year that were not Bs. Sure. They were A's. Mm. Okay. Um, it should have gone to Christian Bale. Yeah. Rami's great. I think he, he's really solid. Right. I I really think it should have gone to Christian Bale. Even though I don't think Vice is the best picture. Oh, no, it's not. But I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is the best picture either. And I really liked it a lot. But I liked it because it's a, it's like it's the emotional flair, mm-hmm. like tricks you with Queen. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. So not it's whatever. So it should have been Christian Bale's, but whatever. Right. Best director to Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. Okay, liked it. Spike Lee, um, Paolo Pulaski, um, Yorgos Latimos, and Adam McKay all lost. I think it should have been Alfonso Cuarón. Yes, I I agree with that decision. It's yep. interesting that he won Best Foreign Film and Cinematography. And best director, and best director, but like, but it's like he won all those things, but it's best foreign film. It's almost like a, but it's best foreign film. Is that because it is a foreign film? Yeah, like, but that's like saying that would be like saying if someone won best director, best cinematography, but it's an animated movie. That's kind of how I. That's kind of how I feel. That's that's. That's but you're intentionally looking at something less than just because there's a separate category for it. Maybe because there is a separate category for it. I wouldn't call it less than. You know what? Which is fine because I've been beating the drum. The only reason the I animated. Opening here. Right. Yeah. The only reason the animated thing was, was created was to give Disney more awards. Sure. And if something is a good film. I mean, truly, they were the only ones pumping out worthy cartoons in the early 90s. Like, really? Like, think about it. Like, what else was coming out around then? Right, but you didn't get that until... I don't... You don't get Best Animated Film Dis- until Pixar comes along. You don't get Best Animated until Pixar comes along, yeah. but, but Disney gets nominated. But Disney... Right, but, but Disney, Disney kind of owned the uh, original song category but, back then. But, but Disney gets two films nominated for Best 
anime, animated films nominated for Best Picture. Gets Beauty and the Beast. I don't count the second one. The second one is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That doesn't get nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. We'll look it up. Best Beauty and the Beast is the first Best Picture for a cartoon. The second is Up, which I don't count because that was when they ballooned to ten nominations. Oh, I forgot Up was nominated. Exactly, for a because it, there were ten nominations. Was he Snow White came out in nineteen? What, what year did Snow White come out? Forty-two. <laughs> yeah, sure. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Snow it gets White. it gets a special award, but it doesn't get nominated for Best Picture. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves came out in nine. Came out in thirty-eight. Oh, so it would have been thirty nine. I could have sworn it was nominated for Best Picture. No. What first, first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture is Beauty and the Beast. Oh no, it came out in thirty seven, so it would have been thirty eight. But wow, I could have sworn it was nominated. Maybe he got a special award. It did because he got the he got the award with like seven small statues. Oh, okay. I knew it had something to do with the Academy. Yeah, so they got a technical achievement award. <laughs> At the 11th Academy Awards, the film won an Academy Honorary Award for Walt Disney as a significant screen innovation, which has charmed millions and pioneered a great new entertainment field. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, arguably, yes, we'll give it to them for that. Yeah. Best yeah. picture. Be, uh, Beauty and the Beast is the only animated movie for Best Picture, and then Up comes along after you balloon it to ten, and you kind of have to be like, "Well, we need to fill ten nominated slots," which I'm so glad they kind of redacted. Oh yeah. Like, I, I like the fact that it's like, if there's 10 great movies, we can nominate up to 10. But it'll be somewhere between 5 and 10. Yeah, but see, the th- here's the thing about that. Sometimes, like, look at it, like, someone, like, I'm... I know. You know there just, are some movies that still shouldn't be nominated. Yeah, all right. We'll so talk here, to them. Here we go. We're, yep. we're in it. We're in Best Picture. Yay! Yeah, my I favorite... I wanted to be done in a half an hour. Yeah, I keep telling you, really. I don't know what world you live in. I just think... Well, you know what? You're just such a charming conversationalist <laughs> that I just love talking to you. I know. And having my throat be red raw by the end of the night. <laughs> you know, just so I can get up... Red and, raw. Red raw. Red raw. <laughs> I wish I named episodes different things because that would be the name of the episode. Yep. <laughs> so anyway. Just name it a Beer with Geeks episode for no reason. Red Raw. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the Beer with Geeks episode Oh, good. Friday, so, so there you go. Just call it Red Raw. Red Raw. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So the nominees were as follows. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, Star is Born, and Vice. So how many? how many... Is that? many. <laughs> One, two, three, I think four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. All right. Eight nominees. News Academy, you could have done five because three of these should not be there. So if if I was you yep. and I was cutting films, yep. let me see. This is going to be – this is fun because yep. yesterday it's like how angry are you going to be? Because I have confetti in one hand and a brick in the <laughs> and other. And a brick in the other. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> So if poison if, pizza, okay. So if if you had, so there are eight films, so I have to cut three. Yep. If cut I three. were you, yep. You would cut Vice, Bohemian Rhapsody. You would cut Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody. A Star is Born. You'd cut. Yeah, I was gonna born. say like you were like Vice, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like if A Star is Born is not your number one, you've not listened to anything I've said in no, the past six months. I don't generally months. listen to anything you say. So A Star is Born is the obvious one, but I, right. I jumped the gun with Vice because I remember you say we didn't see. I it didn't together. love it. Yeah, I, I maybe you were down on it more than I thought you were. Um, I mean, I just felt like it was 
like I've seen the big short and I kind of like the big short watching it a second time as you learn in the episode yes. I come down on it a little bit more and I felt this was just very big short esque sure like I was a, hoping for something yeah, different and I didn't style. get it I right, mean, it is. But I was, I was kind of hoping for something do, different. Do you watch a Tim Burton movie and go, "This, this is too macabre"? I was hoping sometimes, for something like different. Frank and Weenie. Oh, I love Frank and Weenie. I'm talking about the original one. Oh, like his... the one that got him fired from Disney oh, originally. Sure. originally. Yeah. No, but the the Frank and Weenie that he made for Disney, <laughs> no, it's made great. The money is great. We want you to come back to him only if I can make Frank and Weenie. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Also, can you make Alice in Wonderland? Sure, sure. Yeah, it'll be just um, okay. So, yes, I would get rid of those three, and one, because A Star is Born, I think, is just bad. Yes. There's, I, there's parts that I like about it. Sure. Yes. The song. And Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga. I'll even give you, like, I even, like, Sam Elliott's good in it. He's he, always a good actor. Sam Elliott's good in everything. Right. I don't think he, he's, I'm glad he didn't win, because I don't think he's the right. best supporting actor here, but. Bradley Cooper's okay. He's just discount Sam Elliott. Discount Sam Elliott. Yeah. That's great. I think, he, yeah, he's very solid in it. See, I, see, there, I would, f- I could say that I feel there's a lot of hatred for A Star is Born out there, but I also don't think that's true. That's not true at all. You hate A Star is Born, and I people know. People we know hate A Star is Born. I know some people who hate it, but I also know a lot of people who love A Star is Born. Oh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, con- like, it's not like a controversial where it's like 50% of the people love it and 50% of the people hate it. I fully agree that there is the majority out there that love this movie, but you're all wrong. Sure, but that's how you feel about everybody who doesn't agree with you. I Well, yes, but there's very few times that I would say that here, because I try and separate the two, because you always complain, like, do ah, you, we can't lose listeners. Do you actually, yes. do you actually separate these yep, things I do. out? This is you separating This is me out. separating. Oh, I mean, not today, God. but usually yeah, I do. No, usually. Today, you're getting the full me. Okay, great. Great. So, A Star is Born, I was looking forward to this movie for forever. Yes. Like, I, the first well, time we saw the and preview. You had to, and I didn't have to be dragged to this film, but I didn't really care. Like, every time the the trailer came on in the theater for, for like, 52 weeks, I <laughs> would clap. I was in the movie. It's so true. But you were, though. I was. No, I know. I, uh, I People right. think that it's, like, hyperbole or something. No, no. It, I was not. in the movie, and... Then I saw the movie, and it was easily the most disappointed I had been all year. I think you overhyped it for yourself. Maybe, because, I mean, the same thing happened with the I shallow mean, performance I mean, last night. I mean, like, that's what I was looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, like, literally just go back to what you listen. Like, when I published this episode, just go back and listen to that segment, and, like, from an outside perspective. Right. You just overhyped the movie. No, I didn't get the movie that, that I wanted. That you thought you were going to get. And then, aside from that, the movie that... It tries to be is not the right movie. They should have, and we've talked about this on our best of episode. Is I feel this is a extremely toxic relationship. Yes, that the movie kind of passes off as love and doesn't go too deeply into. See, that's I think that's the, that is the huge separating distance, like distance between us on this film. I, it is a toxic relationship. I 100% agree with you. I do not think the film wants you to think that that's healthy love. I think it it, it certainly wants you to know that Allie loves Bradley Cooper's character, whose name I can't remember. Bradley Cooper. Right. Um, 
Cooper Bradley. Um, Discount Sam Elliott. Discount Sam Elliott. She absolutely does love him, and he loves her, but that doesn't mean that it's a good love. I said this on Twitter. It's like the equivalent of saying, like, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson's characters in Love Actually is the model of a good marriage. Right. Like, do they love each other? Yes. Yes, they do. But is it a healthy working relationship? No. And those are two distinct things. I agree with you. But I don't think the movie does enough to dissuade you that that this is not a good love. I disagree. I think this movie still tries to cling to she's sticking by her man because this is real love. See, it's the it's the it's not the sticking by thing because she does stick by him. Like, like that's, but it's the quote real love thing that I, I don't get. But I think there's also a huge difference, a huge difference between real love, like even just movie real love versus what love is actually in the real world. And I think that you're trying to, or other people who don't like it are trying to box movie love into the movie that's not trying to be that like like i think that's i think that's what it comes down to love is like it is it's not just a it's literally a choice you are making the choice to be committed to this person like that's that's part of being in love the the willingness to continue in that feeling not Light but, and airy and fun, and but nonsense. in this situation, you should be running as far away as humanly possible. But see, but that's the thing: if you, she has made the choice to stay, that's not. I'm not saying that's a good decision, and I don't think the film tells I mean, you it's a good decision. By the end I of the film, it, I think it tries to. I like, I think the film like this is I like think, borderline Stockholm syndrome. No, so, but I think. So, but here's the thing. I think it depends on the way that you look at the characters. Like, it, the, like what character should you be like? Except, you know, like when you watch a film, like you want to root for the main character, right? That, that's generally speaking. And I, and I do. I try and root for her. But that's it. But, 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 but that's the failure right there. Where you like, you don't actually have to root for your main characters. Go, like, go and watch. I don't know, fences. Like, are you supposed to root for Troy Maxson? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. By any stretch of the imagination, are you going to root for Troy Maxson in fences? I, Even though he's fun to watch and it's right. a great performance. By I don't, think, Washington that's a, I don't think that's a good example because you're comparing a fictional character to a true life character. Uh, back up for a hot second. What? Your because fences based on a true story. Fences is not based on a true story. We've, we've yes, gone it over is. This. No, we we you can go back and listen to the episode where we've talked about fences. It I is don't not listen to episodes. On, it is not based on a true story. He Continue. wrote a cycle of he wrote a cycle of plays that all take place in Pennsylvania. Uh, it is Pennsylvania. Is it Pittsburgh? The Pittsburgh cycle. Might be the Philadelphia cycle. It's one of those. Pennsylvania should really differentiate their big cities with different letters. Nah, that's uh, fine. But no, it's it's it, it could be it's maybe say like based on true feelings, but that's not 
Troy Maxson is not a real person and never was a real person. And so, no, I am. They're not the same. No, mm, I'm pretty sure it was. And will you just. I thought it was about her father. You, we've done this before. But, yes, but, but, but that was like but, years but ago. A, but there's also, but like, but every author like has the ability to base their characters or a part of their story off of experiences from their own life, but that mm-hmm. doesn't make it based on my life or based on a true story. Those are those are different things. Like based on a true story is Green Book, right? right. Based on a true story. Doesn't mean that it has to be historically true. It's based on a true story. But being influenced by your life is a is a kind of a different writing style. It's a different category. So going back, you don't root for Troy Maxson. Even if Troy Maxson was a real person, you don't have to root for him because he's a real life because he was a real life human. That's not how the world works. No, but if he was a real life human, there's a difference between a movie taking that approach. Uh, sure. Uh, yes, I'll give you that. Except films by no stock of their own have to be true to life in the sense of fact. So so going back to the Lady Gaga. Sure. Um Allie Hallie. Allie, right? Allie, yes. Allie. So going to Allie, you root for her to become a singer. Like that's what she wants to do. You root for, you her, root for her to become a singer. Yeah. She does. You root for her to become famous. She does. You root for her to get the hell out of that relationship, and she doesn't. But you also, but but you're you're missing part of her journey that she is losing herself by n- not listening to him because it's like like that's the part where that gets tricky with some people, and even with me. Like he he like says like you got to be true to yourself, and she's not true to herself, and that's. That's where it gets – that's where she gets tied up. It's not about her being like, oh, I'm a star now. The part of the t- – the toxic part of that is that the stardom is what also tears apart their relationship. No, his alcohol – Yes, but that's tied to her stardom. No, he's an alcoholic before that. Right, but he starts to go clean, but then when she starts to – because of her, but then when she starts to separate and – doesn't have time for him because her priorities are shifting and he can't handle that. He goes back to oh, I don't the drink. No, no, that's literally no. I don't, and that you you have somehow, and I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that because. But are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I I can 100 percent guarantee you. I am not saying you're wrong in that analysis at all. Okay, but what I am saying is. Now, I didn't go back and rewatch this movie. I didn't go back and rewatch any of the best pictures. I've seen them in a, in a nice, through, tight enough time that I can do of, it. Yeah, sure. Um, but that being said, you would have just, you actually just made me like this film even less because sure. now it's laying the blame of what happens to him at her feet. No, and no, it does not. Do that, that is what you just said. No, I mean, he certainly calls for help from her and she does not listen to that call but she also calls to help from him and he's too wrapped up in himself to help her that's the thing that i think is like 
That's the thing that I think gets me when people say, like, they don't like the film. You can like or dislike any movie. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I'm more interested in people recognizing whether a film is structurally sound or not. Like, whether you liked it or didn't like it no or one's agreed are, with the message. The or Yeah, but see, but people are. No, like, they're just saying that the structure is bad. Like, no, structurally it is. Good. Yes, I understand, like, the story structure in that is fine. But the overall message of the film is what people are saying isn't good. And sure. that has nothing to do with but the structure. The, but I think my point is that you're, the message of a film doesn't have to be good. And I think that's what people are actually getting hung up on, is that they want the film to have a good message. They, they, they like need it viscerally, like somewhere within them, to be like, it has to end happy. It has to not even end happy, but it like it has to have a good moral or a good this or a good. But it there's no rule that a star is born or that any film has to do that. No, I'm not upset that it doesn't end happy. I'm upset that this whole rest of that rant, if that's what you took away from that. No, no. Uh, Again, my biggest problem with this is the movie has this toxic relationship as the center of the movie which is fine and the fact that that's never like she doesn't break away from that and it kind of drags her down okay but this movie i still think tries to skate by on having this toxic relationship still kind of glossed over as love and that's where i like that's if if this was a much more dramatic and I would say darker film. It's pretty dark. I mean it is, but if this was a darker film in which you really see those effects, then okay, that's a very heavy movie, but I'm okay with it. See this movie I don't think I don't is... know what more effects you'd wanna see because I'm pretty sure you see the some of the worst of it. I don't think you do. Like, truly see some of the worst of it. You you see what she has to deal with, but it's never, like, she, it, like the thought is never in her mind that this is dragging me down. Mm, I disagree with that. I don't think that the film, like, she doesn't turn to the camera and say, she should. this is bad for me, because that's not how people act that's not real life that's I do. no you don't <laughs> no no you don't. i'm always turning to the camera <laughs> you always turn to the camera even when there's none there <laughs> right yeah i that's not that's not how people are people don't see themselves in a bad situation and go oh this is bad for me that's not how, that's not people that's not how people work at all it's very easy for us, the audience, to sit in our comfy chairs with our popcorn right. and go, get out, girl. He's bad for you. Yes. Yes. Because that's what you say in real life. He, yes. You say, but, get out, girl. That's bad for you. Yeah. And but, then you watch them stay, and then you watch them get dragged down. But this movie glosses – like, this movie almost makes it look like it's okay. I don't think it does. But, I mean, this is, I think, at the end, like – you can people read into films or, or yeah. stories different ways. You just take different things out of stories. So the story I always tell, which is not about me at all, is that I read an article about a guy. Well, who, it is about you. You read the article. Well, I read the article, so it's about me. Um, read an article about a guy who watched The Exorcist. 
scary, you know, quote unquote, scariest oh, movie yeah, of yeah, all time. Yeah, right? Yeah. I've told this before, but scariest movie of all time, or funniest, or funniest. No, Sca- scariest movie of all time. Blah blah blah. He watches it in his early twenties. Not scary at all. Wasn't scared. Didn't matter. Didn't understand why the movie was scary. And then has children. Watches the movie again ten years later. Scariest movie he's ever seen because his perspective has completely shifted because the story of the exorcist is not scary in a way because like oh a girl gets possessed and you know like she she does weird and creepy things Mm -hmm. and she says she knows your darkest secrets or whatever she can spit out soup whatever it's scary because what if this was your kid what what if this happened to you stephen king says the scariest book he ever wrote was pet cemetery and not because you know, like there's zombies or, you know, like anything. it's because it's about a kid dying under a parent's watch. And there's nothing they could do to stop that. It's about his like a two year old son dying. And there's and that's the scariest thing. And what do you do in that grief, in that place where you can't? And then if you know you have the power to fix it but not fix it well, do you still go through that? No. That's the because story. I've seen Pet Cemetery. Right, exactly. But it's Pet Cemetery. <laughs> um, but um, um, but that's, the, that's the scary part of the story. But if you're not a parent, it's not scary for you in the same way. It's like you can get it. You can almost like conceivably understand why it's scary. But I think A Star is Born is the same. I think A Star is Born in some ways is the same thing. And it could work either way. It could work as... You've been in toxic relationships, and you're looking at Allie, and you're looking at Cooper Bradley, whose name I don't remember, so I'll call him that. Um, And you go, oh, no, that's bad. I know what you need to do here. This, like, I understand, like, this movie's dumb because it doesn't react to a situation I've been in before. Or it could go the other way, and you've never been in a situation anywhere remotely close to that. And not connect with them and be like, get out, girl. He's bad for you. I don't get why you stayed with him. But never living that situation yourself without the fame or without the this, but like the emotional abuse. And if if you just don't get it, you don't get it. And I think that's where the divisive part comes in. And that's where it's tricky to tell people like this film works or this film doesn't work Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, your own personal experience informs the story. So the last thing I will say about this, and it will go back to your exorcist analogy. Okay. Like, what would you do if that was your kid? And I'll tell you the same thing. I'd throw them out the window. (laughs) I'll tell you the same thing that I tell any, that I've told every woman on the first date. If that were to happen, the kid is up for adoption in five minutes. I'm done. I tell your story of like what to do in a haunted house situation <laughs> at least twice a month to somebody when haunted houses come up. I'm like, I've got a friend. So like, if you walk into a house and you see get out written in blood on the right. wall, you just leave. Yeah. Or if you're home alone and there's a weird noise that's not like the furnace turning on, right. or your dog making you're gone. Noise, you just leave. Yep. There are plenty of motels to stay in that are not the base motel. You'd be fine. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, that whole like the the get out thing, I it, it's from a Eddie Murphy sketch. Oh, is it? Yeah, what? stand up. He's like, he's like, you know, black people. You know, you never see black people in a horror movie. 
because you know we walk in be like oh honey this house looks great the walls are painted nice the kitchen's great get out too bad we can't stay though <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's good it's it funny Eddie Murphy is a smart man yep. all right but, so what were some of the other movies that were nominated oh this year oh my god <laughs> that was just well we got to get to green book so stars that was only a stars born thank god i don't have other things to say about other movies this way vice was it's good it's it's, it's it's purely on I mean, I think it works on a lot of different levels. Tons of them. But it, it doesn't work without Christian Bale's performance. Absolutely not. Christian Bale's really good in it. I didn't connect with it the same way you did, but this is a movie that I can honestly say like if someone came up to me and they said, This movie's really good, I'd be like, Okay, I believe I can believe somebody believing that. I think I think the important thing, like you see Best Picture or like New York Times bestselling list or you know like right. the greatest classics of all time. You can't like everything. Not everything is meant for everybody. Right. So some like at the end of the day, it's subjective. Yes, but there are some things like you just can't wrap your head around. Yeah, sure. I, and this I'm okay with. That I agree, I, I agree with the head wrapping, but like that's why I'm like such a stickler for it, is like structurally is this film solid. Do the components that make a great film objectively, ob- just objectively, mm-hmm. does the script work? Does the the cinematography work? Does the sound editing work? Like all of it together, making a great film. That's like whether you liked it or didn't like it is almost irrelevant, right? And taking all those taking all those pieces, would I have when I get my ballot for the Academy to nominate movies? Does this make my ballot? No, it's not that far off. I mean, like yeah. if it's a if it's a down year, I can see some of the reasons why this movie gets nominated, but it's just not my nomination. Yeah, yeah. Um, we already did a Star Wars Born Roma. Roma looks really good, shot beautifully. I don't. Fe- it's, it's acted hard, well. It's hard to connect to. Uh, you know, the 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 overall story arch mm-hmm. is kind of broad. Very, yeah. And it kind of gets narrow as the movie goes on. So, so I will say, I wish, I wish there was a tighter, a tighter through line mm-hmm. than like. Than like half the movie, building to to what happens. Sure. I, th- someone described it as the most expensive home movie ever made, in in the way that it's like it's so personal, and you, you maybe don't have a through line outside of this is the life of the family. Right. That um, sometimes that gets sometimes just the story gets a little lost mm-hmm. because there, it it it's a slow build to just like you basically peering in on a family without their like knowledge right it's like almost candid camera like or like truman show-esque but that and i think that's what he was going for and he really achieves it well i agree but for every component to work i think it's i think narratively it's actually missing uh, to me is missing a couple of beats yeah yeah and that's and and that's and that's that's it yeah, that's I mean it. that's that's basically it. it's a really good film, and I would recommend it to almost anyone. Yes, it's subtitled, but yeah, but who cares? 
There's some people I mean, who just I have can't to put watch. Clo- the I have bad hearing, so I have to put closed captioning on for everything. Right, so I don't really yeah, care. But there's the just some people who don't, who can't do subtitles. Yeah, they, those people and don't know how to read. No, not, just, it's no, not just, that. And I felt this when I was watching Roma a couple of times. Sometimes it's just difficult to read and then also see the picture at the same time. Yeah, I think the more you do it, the more you get used to it. Yeah. But it, it is its own special skill. Yeah. And closed captioning is not the same as watching a foreign film. Exactly. Because you can still hear. Mm-hmm. The closed captioning is there to, like, support you. Exactly. But it's not your focus. It's yeah. it, it's a different thing. The favorite. It was good. I I enjoyed it more than I thought it was, than I thought I was going to. It was funny. It was just a little too dry, a little too Britishy. Yorgos is a hit or miss director for me. I like loathe the lobster. Like I just, it was not for me by any stretch of the imagination. Killing the sacred deer was like middle of the road, but I loved the favorite. I don't know why. Because you love British movies. Sometimes I hate British movies, no, though. I've yet to I, find one. Uh do you remember our conversation about Sense and Sensibility? I don't remember our conversation about A Star is Born, okay? Okay, th- that's true. You literally <laughs> don't. Um, the, the original and this one. I still haven't seen the original. Yes, you have. I don't know. No. There's, uh, unfortunately, there's no proof. Uh, there is. It's called this podcast. <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's, it's, it's really fun and dark and uh, smart and shot interestingly but there's a there's a kind of a it's kind of hit it's it's a little bit of a miss in in some respects it, like it doesn't have all the pieces i want to be a best picture mm-hmm. it's it, it it's missing something it's missing a better script it's missing a better script no i i think the script is actually the thing that is maybe it's one of its strongest components see i don't i don't think i don't think there is so it, i think it loses it a little bit through the course of the film, I think the beginning it starts off strong. Oh yeah, the when the, when she unveils the palace and she's oh like, that's oh, great that that, like, that is one of my favorite films. It's yeah. So good. It's oh just I like, didn't. I just, we still have to keep fighting. We st- oh I didn't know that. Oh I didn't know that. <laughs> we won the war. No, we have to still keep fighting. Oh okay. <laughs> that was really good. So good. And I and when when Emma Stone kind of figures out like. The way to kind of, the way to kind of get by mm-hmm. for the, for her life is to, is to become ingratiated with the queen. Sure, well, because she used to be an aristocrat, right? But I think that is kind of the moment the film starts taking a downward turn. So the plot, and I'm, and I'm not well. Here's the, the major thing. dramatic question: if you were if you were to writing a script, that's right. The major dramatic question, correct? And I'm not saying that it's a bad question. I just don't think it's executed as good as it could have been. Uh, I don't disagree with you by any stretch. Right. So that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I liked the concept. The execution fell flat. More Nicholas Holt. It's my... Yeah, probably not. He was fine. This. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was different. Yeah. He was a thing. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, we've already talked about. Yeah, we talked about it. You, it. Rami Malek gives a good performance. I think it's great. It's not a best picture. It's, I mean, actually, it's not. you know, truly, though, in some years doing this show, sometimes it's the best picture. Oh, yeah. This is this, again, is a solid C plus. Mm-hmm. The my issue with this 
is it's a very sanitized movie. It's so sanitized. And because I know it was sanitized, because I know people were let go of the pro- were let go on this project because Queen didn't want a lot of bad press. dirt. No, a lot of the dirt that went on mm-hmm. to be known yeah. that they kind of sanitized this movie is what is what really gives this film a bad taste for me. I can see that, but I when I think I said this to you, but like when looking at a movie, I it goes. I've I've said this on the podcast before. It's like the movie should be able to stand on its own, you know. And so, like, like, like one should be able to put that aside to say this movie's good light on its own or bad on its own. Like, you should be able to turn it on without knowing. It's like the Christopher Nolan style. Turn it on. You know nothing, and after two hours, or if it's Christopher Nolan, four hours, um, you that will only feel like two hours. That will only feel because he's a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Um, you you say that was good or that was bad. Here's why. Right, and 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 I I think knowing like ah, oh, Queen wanted to sanitize it or whatever. It does shouldn't play a factor. Shouldn't it does, right. but it, it shouldn't play a factor into the whether into whether the movie was good or not. No, but even even taking that out, this is an okay movie. Yeah, I think it's a very good movie. I don't think it's best picture movie. Yeah, I I think it's very good, mm-hmm. but it's not best picture. And that brings us to Black Klansman. Black Klansman, which is a very strong movie. Yes, with a movie I enjoyed much more, more than, than I, I thought, thought it was I going. was. Yeah, I agree more than I thought I was going to because initially, you know, it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. but the the trailers seem like it could go really farcical. Yeah, it the trailers played it far uh, as farce, but it's really not. Like it is, it has some, it has some really good comedic moments. But it is a very; it can be a very heavy movie too, especially at the end. I think it plays its tones well. It yes. meshes between them. It could got very tricky, and it plays them very well. Um, the, and I I think it's subtly creative cinematically. Mm-hmm. Like so, like when so um, oh my god, what's his name? They say it so many times. The main character, uh, that that guy, yeah, Roy. Whatever, no. God, what is his name? It's bad. It's bad. It is. I mean, I also don't remember. To be fair, I also don't remember any of the names be- from any other film. It's true. You didn't. So, you didn't remember Bradley Cooper. Ron Stallworth. Yeah, Ron Stallworth. Um, um, when Ron Stallworth, the real Ron Stallworth, is talking to David Duke, mm-hmm. it they always, always when they're on the phone with it, it's always at a Dutch. Angle, you know, like that tilted, like Batman sixty six, like mm-hmm. the villains are crazy, so the camera's tilted thing. Um, it's always at a Dutch angle, but it it is an eye level, it's an eye level, um, straight on its axis camera, uh, a straight on a, a shot when he when Ron reveals who he really is to him at the end of the film. Yep. So they always have this warped relationship because the camera tells you that until the end when he sets the record straight as the camera is straight. It's stuff like that 
that some of these other films are missing. Mm-hmm. Like when like when I say like make like you don't have to be the best in every category to be best picture, but you have to be they all have to be very good. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to have the greatest actors. You don't need to all you don't even all need to be nominated if you have if you're a strong support system. Spotlight is a great example of this, right? Tons of strong actors working together as an ensemble, and that's it. Yeah. You know? No one overshadows anybody. Nobody. And you could only argue that maybe Mark Ruffalo does because his character is given the most to do emotionally. Right. But that's but that's that's just a story point. It's not it's not really about the actor because if somebody else was given more emotion, they like from their character then you know from the story then maybe they would have stood out yeah. kind of that way. I think that Black Klansman works in somewhat the similar vein where everybody's just good. Everybody's good. And it's an enjoyable film. It says the right things. At the right times. Mm-hmm. That's my take on Black Klansman. Yeah. It's I also agree. got a great way of saying its title. It's, it's fantastic. It really does. Yeah. Um, no, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely should have been nominated. And it was a strong contender. Sure. Black Panther. Shouldn't have been nominated and wasn't a strong contender. I agree. I think that the, uh, the categories that it won in, I think, deserve them in the categories that are the things that they were nominated with. Apart from production design, though I get it, just to me, it feels like a set, not a big deal at the end of the time. But I but I think it's missing all of those other elements it's to make it a best picture. The, the visuals are, in some scenes, are great. A lot of times, it's very okay. It's very okay. Yeah. The yeah. acting is good. It's Some of it is, some of, some of them are great. So, and then others are fine. Angela Bassett is magnificent because she's Angela Bassett, you mm. know. And some of them are fine. They're, you know, they're, they're... Surrey is great. I will give you that. I love Shuri. Surrey. Oh, she's great. Shuri. Not Shuri? S- yeah, not Surrey. Not like the place. Shuri. S-H-U-R-I. Is a place called Surrey? Yeah, Surrey. It's, uh, it's, um... It's over in there. In England. And also it's a um, place in the city, New York City. Really? Yeah. Sorry, it's like a little neighborhood, like Greenwich Village or something like that. I thought that was Soho. Okay, then that's just a place in England. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, anyway, she's great. She's great. Um, uh, oh my god, not Martin Freeman, Gollum, Andy Circus. Andy Circus is fantastic. That's because you love Andy Circus. I love Andy Circus <laughs> so much. The movie robbed me of him. Robbed me. Anyway. That's Not good because he was a robber. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Andy Circus is great. But I love Andy Circus because he's a very talented man and deserves my accolades. I rarely give accolades. I think you just love him because he's got one. No, I think he's very talented in other aspects. I'm not saying he's not. No, he. I mean, but I don't love everybody in Lord of the Rings the way that I love Andy Circus. I think you do. But I don't. We'll see. <laughs> but I. So, um,. Yeah, this movie, like this, is a movie that I liked. You did, I, I and, did, and you're and you're a Marvel Cinematic, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe hater, right? I liked some of the Phase One stuff. I really like, like the Captain America, the first one, so good. Probably still my favorite out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. I did like Iron Man, and this felt very Phase One. It's very Phase One. It's very self-contained. It tells its story. Yep. It, it's not interested in connecting yep. except when it has to. Get, that's I it. think so. Like I said, I like this movie. I think I would have liked it more if I caring about the characters is not the right is not the right frame. But like I just like I don't read their like I don't read the Black Panther comics. I can help you here. The movie is interested in its plot more than anything else. Right. Not all some some movie some some stories are narr- like are plot driven and some are character driven and and some do it great blended both and Black Panther is more narrative driven than character driven. Right. And I just don't I like it's it takes characters that I'm just not familiar with. I didn't read them growing up. Okay, but let me ask you this though. But you're looking at that as a comic fan, right? Correct. So, but like let's say um oh, let's say a, a Star is Born, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, that's not because you have a like a personal connection to Lady Gaga or something. You know what I mean? Like you're a Gaga fan. So take okay. So take Roma. Actually, that Roma's my Roma's my example. You didn't grow up reading stories of those characters. You know what I mean? But right. did you so like did you so like why do you have to grow up caring like? You have to grow up caring about Black Panther to care about Black Panther in his movie. No, and I'm not saying I didn't care about Black Panther in his movie, but the characters just aren't. It's a comic movie, right? The so, comic yeah. movies I like are the ones that I like the characters of. You you have a so like I dislike Thor. You have a pre-existing like of those characters, right? Right. I dislike Thor, right? Because I don't like Norse mythology. I don't like Chris Hemsworth. I, you know, there's just a lot about Thor that I dislike. Sure. I actively dislike Thor. Yes, I am aware. I don't actively dislike Black Panther. I like Black Panther, but I just don't have enough. Like, there's not enough to draw me into the. St- they didn't do anything with the characters to draw me into the characters to then ultimately care more about the story. Right. That's, that's plot driven. Whereas, right. But whereas, like, say, Captain America is, or... is a character. It's, it's character driven. But it doesn't need to be. No, but, you, but it makes you care about Steve Rogers. You, you ultimately need him to succeed in a way the, in the way that Black Panther doesn't need T'Challa to succeed. I, I, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And generally speaking, I agree with you. I don't think that Black Panther is a best picture film because of my just like it needs all the pieces to work together. And I I don't think all the pieces I just don't think all the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. I it it's weak in some areas and it's really strong in some other ones, but that doesn't equal out into a best picture. Yeah. Um, I also, I've heard, like, when this movie came out, everyone's like, this is the greatest Marvel movie villain in the entire, in the series of movies. And you know what? 
that's a very low bar. Marvel doesn't have a great track record with right. its villains. I, I mean, I don't. Many of them are not outright terrible. They're just mainly forgettable. Right. And I think people were saying that because people just love Michael B. Jordan. Sure. I felt his. I felt his villain at times is out of place as to what he wants to do. I don't know if he's out of place, but his acting feels like he's in a different movie. Mm. That's He's a little... Actually, you know what? Uh, but I will say, it actually depends on the scene. It's very scene-dependent for him. Kind of. When he's, like, let's say in the throne room and, like, presenting himself to everybody for the first time, like, I am Eric Killmonger, I am a member of the royal family, right, right. blah, blah, blah. That is, ver- to me, very over the top. Burn it all, all that stuff, over the top. But when he's in the ancestral plane talking to his dad in the apartment in um, um, California. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? What's the city? Oakland. Oakland, thank you. Um, he's terrific. He's, he's like sublime and emotional in the right spots without overdoing it. And it's like, it's really, really solid work. But that gets forgotten and put to the side because he's a little too comic book villainy yeah. in, in the other places. And, and the other thing is, like, there are times it seems like what he wants to do and what he says are sometimes at odds with each other. Sure. So, but, but I think so, that, might be, that might be intentional character work, though. What Magneto, what Magneto wants to is very at odds with how Magneto goes about things. Right, but that's not what I'm saying. So his entire thing is he wants to flip. He essentially wants to flip the power, the power paradigm in the world. That's he true. wants to raise up the African Americans, and he kind of wants to enslave the white people. Yes, like that's his that's his ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. But then he also has times where he's like, slavery is bad. Like you can't. You can't want to enslave a people and then also say slavery is bad. I agree, but I think that's that to me is intentional. That's the Magneto that's, aspect that's bad of him, thing. where he's like, no one should be. You know, I'm a survivor of of the Holocaust. Nobody should be judged for being genetically different from one another. Now I'm going to judge all of you humans for not being mutants. Like that's that's the hypocrisy of the character. I think that. I think that's what makes them slightly See, more interesting. With Magneto, it's Magneto is kind of like Eric Killmonger. He's like, "You have held us down for so long because we're different from you. Right now, we're going to rise up and take over." Yes, that's it's the Magneto. Yes. But he doesn't. But like, it's more like this is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But Magneto's not sitting there also saying, "I don't know." It, but I, it kind of is. I kind of understand your. I understand your point. I just feel like it's Killmonger's slightly tweaked version of that, but it, they come from the it's the same concept. Yeah, but I just think they ultimately don't do it as well as they do Magneto's character. I I think it depends on the film and the story for Magneto, but generally, yeah. yes, I agree. You've got Killmonger in one film and Magneto in a bunch, so you have more room to say like, oh well, Magneto in right. the first X Men mm-hmm. is. Like re- that's really well plotted, yeah. you know, in the way that he presents his argument versus, say, Apocalypse, mm-hmm. which is not, you know. So, to each his own. That's Black Panther. 
let's talk about Green Book. We've already talked about it a bit with my structurally speaking mm-hmm. component. Green Book is not best is not best picture material. I said it. I dropped the mic. Okay. okay. But you didn't really. It's still on the I, arm. I know. Because it's very expensive. Don't drop these. <laughs> um, that's why the sound quality is so good. Yeah. Um, the Green Book is, structurally speaking, from its script and its acting, it's very solid mm-hmm. on both those things. It's very pretty. It looks good. It's just a movie that way. It's just a movie. It's it it it's, it doesn't do anything new or interesting or creative. It just is a movie. To me, this feels like the Academy going. Ooh, we had the weird choice last year. We had the fi- we the shape was Shape of Water last year. Oh right, 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 right. And people were like, "Ew, the fish movie won. That's weird." Even though Shape of Water, whether you liked it or didn't has all the components mm-hmm. to make it the best picture. All of the pieces work beautifully together in tandem from start to finish to make it the best picture. Green Book is missing components. Aside from the the iffiness that people are kind of kind of people iffy about or like Well, I'll get to that in a minute. You know, the the maybe um fluffy racism as I've been calling it. I'm not really you know what it like Okay, so since you brought it up, we're gonna we're gonna touch on this now. Yeah. I think you're missing I think you're missing a lot of the controversy around it. It's not there's some out there about the fluffy racism. Mm-hmm. There's some and I believe they're wrong. Okay. And I'm and I'll get to why a little bit later, but the majority of the controversy stems from the people who made it. Mm. Vigo Mortensen um Farrelly yep. and Nick Vallalonga. Each one of them have something in their past. There was um there was a instance where Vigo Mortensen used the N word. I'm not gonna talk about this because I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't either. I just I... remember seeing something about it and I never <clears throat> I never I never read the article. And I never like I I want to know what happened because I want to see it. But see, the, the, before you get to, I want to say so. Like we talked about, like a film should stand on its own merits. No, not anymore. See, we do that. We on this show, we've always kind of said we're we're judging the movies, and we're not we're not not judging the circumstances. But this is this is this year. Sure. And this is this isn't but like hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm saying that a movie just generally should be judged on its own merits. I'm not, I agree that it's not. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm just saying in the world that the way that it should be, it should be judged on its own merits. That's it. But but like they tried to correct the Vigo thing in the Academy Awards, like when they when they accepted their Oscar. They go. This movie can't exist without that man Vigo Mortensen, right? And people, but it's not correcting it. But they, right? But I think that was the. That's what I'm saying. But I think that was the attempt was to be like, we support Vigo. That's a that's a tone deaf. That, I don't disagree. I'm just saying. But now that's see, the that's, if that's that's the intention. If that's what their intention is, it's tone deaf. That being said, they it could very well be like without Vigo Mortensen. You know, this film's not as good. He's great in this movie. Vigo's great in every movie. Right. And eventually he'll win an award. Sure. 
so but so that's so that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, you have Nick Vallelonga, who um, a couple of years ago retweeted a debunked myth of Muslims cheering in New Jersey on nine eleven. Okay. Okay. He, you know, he has apologized for it. Okay. And again, he was kind of like, before he was famous, he does this, and now he's being dragged for it. Sure. It's not like it happened last week. Sure. That was a Mel Gibson joke in the middle of the awards that didn't play super well to the crowd. No, it did. It, it, it See, but it also showed react. They laughed, but the reaction shots were people not laughing. Yeah. So I was confused. And then uh, Farrelly... Mm-hmm. Came out at the time, but would had exposed himself on the set of There's Something About Mary, and that kind of got brought up again. Okay. okay. So those so the first part of the controversy are those three people. Second part of the controversy is nobody in this, nobody connected to the movie, not Nick Vallelonga, not Mahershala Ali, Nobody connected to this movie reached out to Dr. Shirley's family. Dr. Shirley's family. I knew that. And they felt like the Dr. Shirley family has been very vocal mm-hmm. about this, you know, this movie, you know, this movie is inaccurate and this and that. Now, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not arguing the accuracy or inaccuracy. Nick Vallelonga has said um, when he talked to Dr. Shirley about this, like mm-hmm. Dr. Shirley had said, you know, I you know, you can write this as a story. Wait until I die to put it out, mm-hmm. but only get the story from me and your father. We're the only ones who are there. Hmm. And he was he apologized and said, you know, I'm I'm I was honoring Doctor Shirley's wishes, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and say I think he's lying or he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. We're going to assume everything is equal. That being said, if you believe the events in this movie, unless something changed, he wasn't super close to his family. Right. So. Sure. Yeah, you know, there's like, there's no, the there's the whole pull of. Is that should they have reached out to get a more accurate description? Should they not have? That is ultimately up to the people who know what happened to to right. be able to live with. All right. I'm going to take this a step further because I'm on your side here, mostly. I'm on your side here. It is not a film's responsibility to be accurate. It's not. It's a movie. Based on a true story does not mean a true story. Yes, but do you know the difference? Uh, Yes and no. Like, yes and no. I think a film about a touchy subject... Racism, what you know, yeah, is is a harder sell to not be truthful. See, I'm not. No, what I'm saying is, there's a difference between making a film about Lincoln mm-hmm. and making this film. Everyone who knew Lincoln is dead. No, I. That's what I. That's exactly that was. So you don't exactly have somebody. You don't have Lincoln's brother-in-law on Twitter saying. He, he's completely wrong in this movie. Right. No, that's that's exactly my point. We we coming up in the season, we're going to talk about Braveheart. Yeah, that's, everyone's dead. That's not an accurate movie either. No, not at all. But everyone's dead. But even those who are kind of like 
kind of around when they were made. Like, look at Titanic. Not an accurate movie. Uh, no, the boat did sink. And and William Wallace sure did die, didn't he? Like, that, you know, a film, a Gladiator is a perfect example. Commodus did not die in in the Colosseum by a gladiator, his sister killed him when he was in the bathtub. Arguably a better death. Yes. That's that's a different conversation. And I agree. But again, you don't have relatives of yep. the person I agree. It's dragging the film because it's a, of it. It's, it. It is literally the opposite of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Where the where the people are like deliberately like, don't put this in. Right. Yeah. Also I believe I believe the internet will always latch on to negative. Uh, yes. And unfortunately, that's just the way, that's the way, like, um, internet journalism is run. And not all of it, but, you know, that was a general statement, but yeah. 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 So. Sensationalism. Right. So there's, so there's that. So those are the main problems with the movie. Now, Spike Lee. Mm-hmm has a problem with the fluffy racism. He sees the movie like Driving Miss Daisy. Right. Also Best Picture winner. <clears throat> also Best Picture winner. I agree with you that I don't believe this is a white savior movie. No. It, I, I honestly believe... I know your point of, like, they save each other. Right. But I don't even think that. Like, I fully see this movie as Dr. Shirley... Saving uh, Tony Lip. He definitely, like, aside from uh, Shirley's, like, distance between him and humans, but that's, that kind of, right, that kind the, of disappears. That's the thing that Tony helps right. with. Right. He gets Tony to see how he is is wrong. Yes. Which is more important. Which is more important. And I, this, this might sound bad, but I believe it is, I believe in today's age, it is easier to change people or to attempt to change people by giving them a better feel good story about somebody changing and realizing they're wrong than really doing like a very heavy movie. Um, I would, I would agree with you if, uh, I would agree with you if the reaction to Green Book winning was different, actually. But this is my, this is my counter argument right now, currently where we are sitting in the world. I say we generally do not like a redemption story. We, we want to blame and condemn without ever giving an ounce of mercy or forgiveness it is we want the enemy to point at and say you were wrong even if it's a long time ago and you can never make up for it because you did one terrible thing and that is that is the end of it you can never regain yourself from this moment we refuse we turn our backs on you we spit on your face and then and call it a day there is no such thing as forgiveness or mercy. The Green Book is a redemption story for Tony Lip. Mm-hmm. And he gets there. His arguably like his soul is saved or whatever. 
because of Dr. Shirley. So Tony might help Dr. Shirley kind of break out of his shell, mm-hmm. you know, that he's built around himself to protect himself and let him know that it's okay to to be vulnerable sometimes. But ultimately it is Tony that is saved in that film and he is because his racism is passive, he's not you know what I mean? Like it's like the film generally says like it's okay to forgive him. Like that's what the film wants wants the audience right. to feel. But because we're living in a non redemptive time, that does not sit well with people. And I'm and we talk we talk about the film being judged on its own merits mm-hmm. and but and I think a film affecting the culture is a part of its merit, whether it hits the culture or not. And that's why I think Black Panther in some ways earns its nomination because of its cultural impact. You know, like Titanic has a cultural yeah. impact, you know, things like that. But So I don't agree with you in your in your point of we live in a time where people don't like a redemption story. And I'll tell you why. There are people, there's people whose sole thing it is on the internet is being negative. Mm -hmm. Always be negative. Always find problems. That is the stock and trade of the internet. Mm -hmm. I believe the the general people, the, the people that I see out there that are willing to drag down somebody, there's also there's also a good amount of people that want to see them get built back up. They want to see them at least atone for what they did before they, they're allowed to be redeemed. Sure, but there are always exceptions. But the majority, the loudest, I should no, say. No, it's a loud minority. But it doesn't matter because, because the volume is what's speaking because the negative thing is always louder than the positive. And that's how it is generally. That being said, I think the biggest issue with this movie, and it's not so much, it's not so much the, the very negative cacophony is there was, you have movies like you have movies like black Klansman and black Panther that, are trying to that are trying to s- say the same things and reach the same plateaus mm-hmm. but there's none of the there's none of the negatives around them sure mm-hmm. so i think the i think the biggest problem is just its company in the in the category, if this comes out in a year where there's no Black Klansmen, this prop there's, there's still those negatives, okay. and you'll still hear people complain. But it's ultimately like who they put this movie up against is is what's going on. Sure, I I I get that. I'm gonna hold to my redemption story thing based on your introduction to this movie, in which you have these three guys who like have done the like things serious not serious offensive mm-hmm. not offensive whatever however you take it and we haven't forgiven them 
but they've also haven't been held accountable before. Like, that's the whole thing is it's not about the redemption. It's being held okay. accountable before you can be redeemed. Okay, so but the, so then take the Mel Gibson joke in the middle of the awards. And, you know, like... But you know what? He been he's, he's been allowed to come back. Sure, but but if you're allowed to come back, do you that can you still then be made fun of in a hateful way? Yes, it wasn't a hateful way. I thought it was kind of hateful. No, I thought it was no. See, it's a joke. See, but I think but there really weren't jokes like that in this in this award ceremony until then, and there really weren't any after it. It was just in that moment. It didn't fit. What was happening? Like it was a generally very positive experience for everybody in that. In, no, like, from it, it and was, it just, I just didn't. That's not the point here, but I'm trying to make. That, I, uh, but you know what? I would kind of agree with you if he came out and made that joke, say about Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, I even think that would be more timely. I think it was no, but but that's what I'm saying is, I don't like. I would I would say your point of view on that joke mm-hmm. would be my point of view if he came out and said that about about. Vigo. Vigo. Because then it's then it's definitely a political and timely uh, thing. Right. Whereas Mel Gibson, it's just the it's just the go to joke it's now. It's just the joke that you make. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe I'll give you that. But but and I get the majority thing and the quiet and the loud and the this and the way it has always been. But like the the but you have to also look at like what films are resonating with audiences at one particular point and where we are in the culture and just think like looking at looking at the culture outside of films and saying like where is the enemy right because there's always got to be an enemy right whether it's terrorism or it's this or it's this or it's this the enemy is not an external threat it's an internal american threat it's at each other. It's cutthroat at each yes. other all the time. And so that's what I'm saying. We we are not living in a time in which, generally speaking, people are loving, forgiving, merciful. None of that. They It's a blame and condemn society right now. That's how it is, generally speaking. I am, like, there are exceptions, of course. There are always exceptions, those people. But... That's the general. I think tone. some of that is just the faceless mob on the internet. But it doesn't matter because they're still doing it. It that that's it doesn't matter whether they're faceless or not. It's still happening. That's the point. And so a, a, a movie like Green Book is all is trying to say, whether it does it well or not, do it well is trying to say, shut up and just like each other because you're people. Mm-hmm. That's the message of the movie. That is. Ju- your people. Get over yourselves. Your people. And it does it in a fluffy kind of way. And some of it works and some of it doesn't work and whatever else. And, like, I don't mind fluffy movies by any stretch of the imagination. Well, here's the thing is so a good a, a good equation of this would be the Gillette commercial like a month ago that told men don't be, you know – don't be horrible, and people were like, "Oh my god, this movie's the this commercial is preaching to me to not be horrible. How dare it!" Right? It's a, it's a. But that is the rea- But that is the society. kind. But like that's the reaction of the internet, and I'm not saying that that's not a real reaction because you see it; it's tangible. But there's always the question of 
how much of that reaction is not just people on the internet who like to stir the pot. Yeah, absolutely. But you you're a pot stirrer, not like with this stuff. You right. know what I mean? But I mean, I, guess, I am a troll. I will say that. Uh, yeah, but I uh, love yeah, trolling. You love but trolling. I, but I do it in a in a. But you also troll like your friends, right? You don't like generally like, don't speaking, tr- right? You're not. You're not. You might not like Marvel, but you're not going to Rotten Tomatoes and being like half a star because I hate Marvel because you're a better person than that. No, 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 I do. Uh, see, you're a terrible person. But I'm just giving it half a star. Like, I'm not, like, writing up an entire negative but review. But it doesn't matter. You haven't seen the movie. It doesn't matter. They're bad. No, but They're it, bad. You're making... But what I'm not doing... You're, you're feeding into the mentality that I'm trying to fight against here. No, because what I'm not doing is I'm not tagging Donny Cates no and threatening him sure uh, yeah i'm not it, i'm not it, going after brie larson but, but i'm you, not yes but you are by judging something that you have that you have not seen no yeah no, no. you are no it's sight it's a sight unseen judgment it's it's no no, no i see the trailer no it's bad. that's not <laughs> you cannot judge a movie on its trailer i can no you, you can can't. also judge a book by its cover no you can't the, the, you literally can't and it's like i'm like I'm not getting angry at you. I'm getting angry at, like, that's how people think. And it's just, that is wrong. It's actually wrong. And I, like, people's opinions can be a lot of things. But to prejudge something because you have preconceived notions is literally what Green Book is telling you not to do. I'm not judging a person. No, but I'm judging product. but, But you haven't. But you haven't seen the product and experienced the product to judge it correctly. Oh no, I can. You no, but you can't. And I know this is your trolling thing that you're doing right now. You're just like saying the opposite thing to get me angry. Whatever. I'm not else. saying the opposite. No, thing. No, but you are. But the. But that's my. But that's my point. You're doing it in jest, but that turns into maliciousness from other people. Actual maliciousness because we are unwilling to change our minds, to forgive, be merciful, try something new. We just say, I don't like it, move on, flip the next page. That's the society we live in. No, and, I think I'm still right. Oh my God. You know, I'm not <laughs> even listening. To you. I'm not even going to listen to you anymore. I'm just going to talk. But, like, that's where it all turns wrong. And you're actually feeding into that machine by doing things like that. Even though you just said you're sitting here and saying like, no, the, the majority is good and whatever else, but not if you're participating in the loud minority. I'm not being loud about it. It doesn't matter. I don't go. You're I don't go and Palmer. That's like saying like, I'm not part of the Ku Klux Klan because I don't put on like a hood, but I, but I'm racist. Like, no, See, there's a difference between going on Rotten Tomatoes and clicking a half a star, not writing up a review, not dragging the movie. Because if you look, when I actually talk about a movie, when I actually talk about a movie, I've seen it. I don't like I haven't sat there and dragged Captain Marvel for being bad. But we live in a society of ratings. It, that's but that's a, well, that's just stupid. It doesn't matter. That's the society we live in. Like that's it's what I'm fighting. That people are judgmental before right. being before academically, emotionally, right. and physically and spiritually forming an opinion. But that's the world that we live in. Exactly. So don't feed into that no, problem. I want them to see problem. the problem. You're so not, if you're not letting people see the problem, if you're literally part of the problem, no. 
No, that's not true. Yeah, that's true. So, all right. So there's been articles about how Captain Marvel's... Now, I haven't done this for Captain Marvel. Let's let's be clear. I haven't done it for Captain Marvel. Uh, that's a, some backpedaling that you just did there. No, because I haven't... I have not gone and, and put a half a star for Captain Marvel. Okay. Even though you said that you did about five minutes ago. If I did, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see that. Actually. That's what I mean. No, no. If I, like, if I just, actually said that, I am sorry. You I literally done said it. that. The last movie I did it for was Ghostbusters. No. Yeah. No, I didn't do it for Ghostbusters. I hated Ghostbusters. I know. But you I didn't did. do it for Ghostbusters. Um, what was the one before Black Panther? Um, Thor, right? Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. Probably that one. I haven't done it because since. you hate Thor and Taika Waititi, even though he's amazing. And Chris no, Hemsworth. Thor Krapnarok was bad. Right, but. But anyway, if you Captain Marvel, if you saw it and didn't like it right away, but I did, and I didn't like it, right? But what you're what you saying, like what I did was rated it before I saw it, right? And then I saw it, and the rating I gave it was too high. Just, but why rate something if you've never experienced it's fun. it? So here's the reason. Oh my god! So here's the reason. Why are we friends? I don't know. Why do we do this show? <laughs> why do we have another episode to record after this extreme? So here's the thing: episode? is with with Captain Marvel, you have. Um, articles talking about how people are really raking it on Rotten Tomatoes and it has the lowest critic score of any Marvel Universe movie ever. Mm-hmm. You know what would be really great to come out of this? What? Captain Marvel does really well and people stop listening to a tomato. Yeah, I don't disagree. But That's all they, I want. But That's all won't. I want out of life. And right. if me bringing down a rating by not being personal by not trashing the actress, by not trashing anybody connected to it, just saying it's an objectively bad movie and people not agreeing, I am fine with this. You've made your stance on Marvel far too clear for people to believe you when you say things. That might be the problem here when it comes to But it's to true. That. Like, Thor is a bad movie. You're not talking about Thor now. You're talking about Captain Marvel. Right, which I haven't seen. Right, but like, so let's say, so you didn't rate it down. Right. People did. That's, that's, that is science, that is scientific method 101. You are literally screwing with the results before the experiment. You are creating data before you have the, like, to see, to, right. To, to see and the, if it makes people product. not rely on false data, Data that can be falsified Palmer, to like, make up their mo- Palmer, to make up their mind for them. Palmer, it'll be a better world. That's like saying I'm going to create fake news to teach people that fake news exists. Like, and they shouldn't listen to the, they shouldn't listen to he- just headlines. Yeah, you shouldn't. Right. You also shouldn't click on sensationalistic headlines. Right. But you, that's another. Right. But like, you don't create the thing to teach people uh, like to not do the thing. That's not enough of a lesson. Like, you're not going... Like, it's not enough. It's not, though. They can be. But it's not. All right. So... Wrap this up. It's been over two uh, hours. I've been trying to, but you're the one who's still talking. Because... Because this is important to nobody. (laughs) Like, but it... it, I think we're still talking about A Star is Born, right? So, Robo, what do you think? So, see, that's the thing. I rated Stars Born five stars, and then I saw the movie. See, that's why would you pre-rate <laughs> something? It doesn't make any sense. Because the trailer was so good. You, you can't base 
a film on a trailer. Yes, I can. Otherwise, Suicide Squad was the best movie that came out. Suicide two Squad years ago. was a great movie. It was not. It was an Oscar winner. It was. It was. Yes, the makeup for Killer Croc was very good. Yes. Yes, that I does, fully believed he was a crocodile. All the, no, not the way he moved, certainly, but that was that. All the components weren't there. Okay, all the components. says you, and you're wrong. Okay, great. so the Oscar goes to the Oscar goes to Black Klansman. I like how you just said that definitively. Definitively, like saying it, it for goes, both of us. I'm saying it for the both of us. It okay. goes to Black Klansman because that's the way you were going to choose. No, what were you going to choose? I was going to choose Green Book. Okay, you know what? I think I knew that because you didn't throw the brick yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. I didn't. But to be fair, the brick was only to be used if Bohemian Rhapsody or Black Panther won. I'm, I'm, I'm not completely against Green Book winning the award, but I, I maintain it is not the best product of all its parts. Here's here's my reasoning for it. I understand. I understand your reasoning for Black Klansman. And Black Klansman is a very good choice. I would not argue if that had won last night, I would not be sitting here arguing that it was a bad choice. Right. Favorite, I would have. Favorite would have gotten the brick too. Favorite is I some again, some of the components really work. They don't work all together. And a star is born. Basically, a star is born, Bohemian Rhapsody and the Favorite would have gotten the brick. I, I, I honestly enjoyed A Star is Born more I than I, I enjoyed Black Klansman. So I think Black Klansman is a better movie so black klansman is a great movie i also think green book is a is a really good movie there's enough the differences are so minute that at that point i go which one would i want to see again and again and that's green book honestly i'd rather see green book again and again but we've talked about this that like sometimes the movie that i i think is the best movie is not always you know what I mean? Because that's when it, you become subjective objective. Right. But I think, in my mind, the differences are so small sure. that it's essentially just a tiebreaker at this point. Yeah. I would want to... Like, Black Klansman's a great movie. Go out and see it. It's not a movie that I could watch all the time. See, I, and it, yeah. Because it's heavy at times. Sure. But I see, like, I think, say, like, the acting in Green Book is superior to that of Black Klansman. But I think the sum of its part the some of parts of Black Klansman right. work better, which is, which is than some of the yeah. components. Of and I Green just Book. think, and I think Green Book is kind of the opposite thing. Uh, with Green Book, I think you have the story and the acting because I like I like the story that is trying to deal with this problem by saying, you know, just mm-hmm. love each other. Whereas Black Klansman is trying to deal with the problem. By really showing you, like, the grittiness of it. Yeah, it was honestly the end of Black Klansman that really clinched it for me. It right. It was, like, showing the real footage. Oh, and that's, that like, the, that is the like that is the most powerful part of that movie. Yeah, I agree. I just, I just would, I think Green Book is where I want to see the world go. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it gives, yeah. like, that's where it kind of But with Green Book, I maintain a film doesn't have to be true. It just doesn't. Like, I mean, would I prefer if would I prefer if it was sometimes depending on the movie, but it's mm. not necessary all the time. Right. And I don't think that it's in terms of the I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a big old difference. So anyway, you're still talking. 
yeah. Well, anyway, you can find us on Academy Rewind at Gmail and Twitter. You can check out all of the Thought Bubble Audio shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. And you, we will be back with our regularly scheduled program of taking a look back at the Oscars going back in the sixes, 2000, uh, 2016, 2006, 1996. Yeah, I believe we're to 96. I, it's either 2006 or 96. Yeah. I'm, I'm inserting this one right into the release schedule. Right. Which is a little longer now uh, than it's... Because we somebody say, has a life. Because somebody has a lot going on in their life right now. So I say fortnightly, but it's really a three-week period. Yes, I refuse to not have him say fortnightly. Yeah, otherwise I would have said a fortnightly plus one or something <laughs> like that. So anyway... Uh, that's it for us, which is good because they're playing us off. I have some other people to thank. Too freaking bad. <laughs> Bye. Bye.